0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast, and this is episode 68, where we will be spoiling Avengers Endgame. Now, on today's show, we're, we're changing it up. Uh, I don't want to just say a little bit, but a lot. This is, uh, is kind of like a fun episode for, for us here. So today, I'm actually joined with my great co-host, Katie. Katie, say hi.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: I'm also joined by with my two lifelong best friends who are also brothers Matt say hi Matt hello everyone and then Eric hey everyone yeah, so we're gonna be, we're, we're, we're all here today because we're all just big fans of Avengers Endgame and we thought that this movie is just way too big not to discuss and I know that I, this is a Disney-themed parks news podcast but I, you know what, I'm a big fan of the movies, uh, of all films and I've talked about it in the past and I think uh, this is just a really good movie to kind of just sit down and just, you know what, just chat about there's just so much to discuss so uh, if you guys are ready, I'm kind of ready to, to talk about Endgame Um, so, okay, so first, before we kind of get into the movie, um, so, I guess, first, Katie, I'll start with you. I kind of want to, what does, like, what does this Marvel Cinematic Universe mean to you? Like, how did you get into it? And maybe tell us, like, what your favorite film is.
1: Sure, um, so I feel like I'm probably vastly different from the rest of you guys. Um, I've always liked the movies. I've always enjoyed watching them. But I I didn't really entirely grow up watching them. They were just kind of fun movies to watch when we had them, when they were on. Um, But then once the saga was kind of coming to a close, you know, Infinity War came out and Endgame was coming out, I knew that it was time for me to get (laughs) my act together. Kind of like exactly what I did with Star Wars. I'm the worst. Um, But so once all of these uh, movies, final movies were coming out, I started watching all of the ones that I've missed, and there are still a couple that I I haven't seen yet, um, but I, I love them. I really do. They're such great movies and such good stories. Um, my favorites uh, are probably Guardians of the Galaxy movies because they're just so different from the rest of them. Or at least that was kind of my initial thought of them. Um, or the original Avengers movie when they first all get together. Um, those are those are probably my top two favorites. But one that I Definitely, really need to see now after watching Endgame is Doctor Strange because he seems like a super cool guy.
0: Oh uh, yeah, no Doctor Strange is I, I rewatched that not too long ago, like maybe a, like a couple weeks before the movie, and that is such a phenomenal movie. I absolutely love it, and yeah he he played a he played a big role in in this film. So, um, but yeah, cool. So any, any, any last words you want to you wanna say about that? Because it seems like you're, you're pretty new to the universe. Uh, you, you started catching up the past couple of years, I, I would assume?
1: Yeah, something like that. I mean, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of most of them. And then only in the past year or so, I've been really trying to get to watch the rest of them and picking up the ones I've lost. But I, I love them, hands down, even if I haven't always. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're still really wonderful.
0: Sweet, sounds good. So, so Eric, I'm gonna kind of kick off the, or kick the same question over to you. Like, uh, I mean, I, I think we've seen most of the the Marvel movies together, as, as well as Matt. I know we've seen a lot together. But I mean, Eric, like, you you've pretty much been into this since the beginning. But I mean, what is, what does the Marvel Cinematic Universe mean to you?
2: Uh, well, I would say uh, it means to me kind of, I mean, the last 11 years of my life, right? I mean, you guys all know. Uh, and I'll say it here, you know, I'm a huge Iron Man, but really like a Tony Stark fan and uh, to just have, you know, the first movie of Iron Man come out and Robert Downey Jr. just kind of embody that whole role because like growing up, you know, I watched the Invincible Iron Man cartoon and, and it was probably my favorite thing to watch next to, you know, Ninja Turtles or something like that or even wrestling. But, you know, to kind of have that movie come out and kind of kick this whole thing off and and it just kill and be everything that you expect and wanted it to be. I mean it was like a living comic book on on the screen in every way possible. So to kind of grow up with something and to have something similar to like when we hear our dad talk about Star Wars and how it impacted that time, uh I think that's kind of what we have today. I think it might even be more vast because of the amount of content. But um yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it's our decade in, in kind of time and movie history right here that we could say that we lived through. So, you know, it's a special thing. And, um, you know, after everything I've said, you know, my favorite movie, this might surprise everybody, but it's uh, it's actually the first Avengers movie because uh, I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: how, how could it not be right? I mean, that's like. That's like a, that. That that right there just embodies everything about you know what we've all dreamt of as loving all these characters and to see it come on film. I mean, even going back and watching it now, it, it's like it still stands the test of time. And it's funny because it's such a different look than the movies that we have now, but it still holds up and you still love it, even though like it looks a little campy in some sections, you know. But it's it's just still like a perfect movie. And, um, and yeah, I mean, that, that's just kind of why that's my
0: favorite movie. Yeah, and I think you really brought up a really great point comparing this to, to Star Wars, like, back back in the 70s and 80s, because this is a huge piece of cinematic history. Like, there is there is nothing that's ever been done like this before, and to just be as successful as this is, is crazy, because who would have thought, like... I mean, when like you said, when Avengers came out, like, that was huge. Like five i think it was five movies before uh four or five movies i i'm losing count but having all those movies come out before avengers and then all of them just like culminating to that film was was huge and now to see where we are today is even more insane because it's yeah it's just a great piece of history and i'm i'm I can't wait to share all of this with like whenever I have kids like kind of share that with them when when they're older so I yeah I think that was a a really good point so alright cool so Matt I'm going to kind of shift over the same question to you so what does uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe mean to you?
3: Uh, The Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, has a lot of meaning for me as not just as a movie fan but you know I'm someone who reads a lot of the source material that they use you know i'm a very avid comic book collector uh even on the marvel on the marvel side you know, i collect a wide range of heroes from captain america iron man thor x-men avengers whole nine yards so and for fun you know obviously this is entertaining that eric is the iron man fan of us and i'm the captain american fan of us and there's plenty of uh pictures from a halloween many years ago where we dressed up as the two uh heroes and a really good contrast and yeah you
0: know, i wrote real, real quick because i want to interrupt you real quick so on uh, my bachelor party both of you guys dressed up as iron man and captain america one day i think we're at animal kingdom you had you, you both yeah. had the ears on i'm gonna have to share this on my instagram because it's phenomenal they had the, the shirts on and then the, the the mickey ears of iron man and cap and it was great and then you guys got your your caricature done together right Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys have to. You'll have to send me the photo of the caricature. I'll post that up so you guys can see it. But yeah, these. It's just. I, I love seeing the contrast of you two. But sorry, I interrupted. I just wanted to bring that up.
3: No, no, no that's fine. And that, and as a minor hint, that uh, the caricature of the two of us is a very uh, historical scene between the two of them. So as a little, as a tease there, <laughs> but. Uh, it you know it means a lot you know I love the characters what they bring they bring such a diverse personality sets you you love characters for different reasons you know like as I'm an engineer as a profession so like I have a uh, tie to Tony Stark for you know what he does in that way but you know I you know as from a personality perspective I love what Captain America brings you know I just everything about him and you know the piggyback off of what Eric said you know. Our father talked about Star Wars and, you know, he also talked about comic book heroes. You know, he had an interest in this and something he's passed on to us that we share as a family. And, you know, as Z, as you say, we've seen a lot of movies together and we all have, you know, our views of these things. And, you know, to talk to, to go into the movies, maybe uh, just a bit for what my favorite film is. And, you know, the two of you know my answer. Cap, You know, Captain America 2 uh, Winter Soldier is... My favorite Marvel movie. I feel it's it's a top three comic book movie of all time for me. Whether it's Marvel or DC or any other comics, it's it brings in a, a, a character Winter Soldier that's a more recent uh, character that's been added to the Marvel universe in the comic books. That it's something that like you know when you read the comics, you want okay what can actually translate to the movie uh, platform, and they bring in this character which is a really unique character in Bucky Barnes and the ties he has to Cap, and it's just like it's. To me it captures a part of the captain america comic book storyline that i personally love and it really brings it really well to the screen there's a lot of really good story to it it just it's to me it sets up for the marvel universe to change to have a change in direction to grow bigger and have a lot a lot more deeper you know i'll call it typical movie plotting that i really feel adds to the Marvel Universe growing, it allows it to take the next step. And, you know, I I do want to echo that having these movies the last decade, you know, it's, it's been a wonderful ride. You know, it's been great now that the ride's over, but as just a comic book fan that really, if you told me 10 years ago it would become this, I would have said you were crazy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I
3: like, especially somebody like, they make comic books cool. You know, like it's, you know, my girlfriend has seen a couple of the movies and she's now like more interested in seeing them, which I think is surprising for me you know i never thought that would have that interest but it's 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 wonderful and it's like it brings a lot of people together they have characters that can you know a lot of people can connect to which i think is wonderful and it's just it's they've, they've done an amazing job and it's this movie certainly captures that
0: nice well yeah no very well said so um but yeah i mean i'll kind of give my my quick thoughts of what the marvel cinematic universe means to me and I mean, honestly, growing up, I didn't really know who Iron Man or Captain America was. I mean, I knew their names, of course, but uh, I didn't know who they were. I knew I knew Thor was, but I mean, when Iron Man came out, I just thought it was like another superhero movie came out, coming out because Batman Begins had come out maybe a couple of years before. Dark Knight was also coming out the same summer in 2008. Um, so when Iron Man came out, I mean, it totally took us by surprise, and then. When you find out at the end of it, uh, Nick Fury comes out. Who I, I had no idea who he was, who that was. I had no idea. And then when he came out and then saying like the Avengers, uh, the Avengers Initiative, like that's like whoa. What what does that mean? And then Hulk, uh, the Incredible Hulk, came out a couple months later. Uh, and then you saw Iron Man show up, and you're like whoa. What what is this? So uh, I mean, I I kind of to me I grew up. Watch, I mean, I didn't grow up watching the movies, but I mean, I started watching these movies when they, when they came out. And that's kind of how I fell in love with them. And they just increasingly just got better and introducing more characters. Like, I mean, Thor. I know a lot of people don't like the original Thor. But the original Thor is still one of my favorites. I think that's his best movie. I know a lot of people like Thor Ragnarok, but I still kind of prefer the original Thor. Um, and then Captain America, when... That came out, I wasn't, I didn't think it was that great, but rewatching that movie now, wow, just seeing Chris Evans embody Captain America and that performance is, I, I mean, I honestly think Chris Evans is the unsung, unsung hero of this entire trilogy, and I think he acted, like, he's, he acted the best in portraying his character. I mean, I know Robert Downey Jr., uh, he, he portrayed t- Tony Stark very well. And to me, it's even crazy to think that when Iron Man came out... Sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. But when Iron Man came out, Robbie Dowder Jr. was... He was not like your, your top shelf liquor. You know what I mean? Like, he was drinking a lot before then. He was in rehab a lot. People weren't really looking at his, him as like a star. And then, I guess, Marvel saw something in him and... Just, now he's one of the the top selling or the top paid actors today um but anyways i went on a little little tangent but yeah i mean i i, I make sure i see every one of single one of these movies in theaters thursday night showings i mean i remember seeing avengers at mm-hmm. midnight it's just yeah all of these movies i absolutely love I, I i don't have the deep connection like uh you eric or matt but i mean as a, a movie fan i've been a fan of movies since I was a little kid, my, my grandpa was really the one that kind of got me into it. And just these movies are just so true to me. And I, like I said before, I just can't wait to um, to share it with our, our kids because this is a piece of history. Um, but yeah, my, my favorite film, I've had a, I had a really tough time with this one because I kind of go back and forth between like Captain America Winter Soldier as well. But I, I feel like I have to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I... I feel like I want to put Avengers, the Avengers movies, like, up there, but I feel like I kind of put those aside, but, um, I think Guardians is my favorite, I saw that, like, I think four times in the theater, because the movie's just so much fun, I even dragged my wife to go see that one, and she doesn't care for the the, the movies at all, but I was like, no, this is just, like, a fun movie that I think anyone could enjoy and like, and you don't have to see any of the movies to enjoy that one, um... But, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of what it means to me. It's just, I mean, I'm just a film lover, and I just love these films. Uh, and I actually, it's funny, because I kind of did start reading comics back in, like, 2013 or 14. But I found the Marvel comics to be a little, they were not great at the time. I mean, Matt, I don't know if he could talk about the run at that point, uh, just very slightly. But I remember back in that day, I was like, eh, I'm not really not really into this. But uh, the mo- I think the movies were more for me, so... Um, but yeah, so guys, I, I, I think uh, what I want to do real quick before we start talking about the movie itself, uh, because we are going to get into spoilers. Now, I want each of you to kind of give like your your brief reaction to your uh, like your your quick non-spoiler thoughts of Avengers Endgame. So, uh, Matt, I'm going to start it with you.
1: Uh,
3: for not, oh God, I, I laughed, I cried. I laughed more, I cried some more, uh, you know, I cheered. It, it, for, so I've, I've I, we talked about it with like Infinity War and Endgame, like can they actually make all these characters on screen work and deliver the hype? And with this movie as, as the culmination of everything, uh, they hit it out of the park. You know, I got, I got what I wanted out of it, you know, for certain things I wanted to see, just for me being the fan that I am. And it, 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 I, I walked away saying to myself, if this is the last Marvel movie I ever get, I'm okay with that because of how good of a job they did. That's, that's my quick reaction to it.
0: Sweet. So, Eric, what, uh, what did you think?
2: Uh, I'll echo everything Matt said. And then I'll also add, um, I mean, you were sitting next to me, Matt. I think I was having a, an anxiety attack <laughs> I waiting know. for the movie to start. I uh, couldn't breathe. I, I couldn't breathe throughout the movie. I um I was in awe. I was screaming like a girl. I was crying and cheering like everybody else. I mean, we had a great crowd in the theater, too. But, you know, the movie just kind of, it, you know, it just takes you on this, like, ride. and And you just, like, you feel every moment of it. And you understand everybody's point of view in this movie, of the characters that are in it. And you're like...
1: You, you know you're
2: almost like you feel like you're in there with them and at the end of the movie when like you know you're you're in that last kind of moments of the movie i mean you're just you're drawn in and you you, you know you can't help but kind of like just feel it and and you know i'll i'll say it again what matt said i mean if this is the last marvel movie that we get i mean i'm good man you know it's like you, you kind of did it it's hard to it's hard to go past this i don't care what they do you know it's going to be real hard to kind of get excited to go see another Marvel movie, Mm -hmm. I guess, (laughs) you know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Nice. So Katie, what, uh, what were some of your non spoilery thoughts?
1: I mean, yeah, just echo, echo. I couldn't agree more. I cried a whole bunch. I was laughing a whole bunch. Uh, I had my fingers almost covering my face. During the entire end scene, I was so scared, I thought I was having an anxiety attack too. (laughs) Um, But it it kept me entertained the whole time. I was very worried about it being a three hour movie because I I have a hard time paying attention to anything for that long. (laughs) Um, And I honestly, by the time it ended, it was in the final, final, final scene. And I just kept thinking like, okay, so this, you know, this is what's gonna happen next. But then there was nothing else that happened. It just didn't seem like it had been the three hours yet. Um, And I think that that speaks a lot for the quality of movie and just the complete, ah, gosh, overwhelming plot and storyline that just happens the entire time. There's not a single scene that didn't capture my entire attention. but yeah, again, like you guys said, if this is the last one, I don't see how they could ever top it. So I'm yeah,
0: I'm good. Yeah, I, I think it just kind of it goes to show you how much we are invested into these characters. And if we didn't have all of these movies beforehand, it, it wouldn't have been impactful. I mean, I'm I'm the same with you guys. I mean, I, I think it sounds like we all really enjoy this enjoyed this movie. Um, and I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean this movie just I've I never felt so many emotions it I was just by the time it ended I was exhausted because it just drained me and and I, I didn't know How to feel at the end anymore. I was just I was just so excited. I again like you guys said uh, I laughed uh, and I cried and Eric. I think sitting next to you is just so much fun <laughs> It was it was honestly a blast <laughs> Yeah, it was honestly a blast in that theater, and yeah, luckily we had a good crowd, because the crowd always does make it, because, yeah, even the the next night when we saw it, the crowd was just not, like, as into it as much, um, but, uh...
2: Same for us. Huh? I said, yeah, same for us on Friday. It was kind of like, people were getting up and everything, and I'm like, come on, people. Yeah. Sit down. I know. You know?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, I mean yeah, this through through this movie is just amazing Uh, I mean there might be some minor nitpicks here and there, but I mean overall This this movie did end this what they're calling the infinity saga Uh, They did they ended it in the most perfect ways possible Um, and uh, Yeah, I just I loved it so any do you guys want to share any last kind of thoughts before we get into a spoiler discussion for the movie
2: We're in the end game
0: now. Yeah, <laughs> I I said that in the theater, and uh, I I did get some cheers, Eric, if you remember about that.
2: Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: all right, cool. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get. To, if you guys haven't seen it, if if any of the listeners out there haven't seen it just yet, uh, I would just stop listening and maybe go see this movie, uh, or and then come back to when you have seen it. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get to, into spoilers right now. Thanos did exactly what he said he was gonna do.
3: He wiped out 50% of all living creatures. We
2: lost, all of us. We lost friends, we lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. This is the fight of our lives.
0: This is going to work, Steve.
3: I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't.
0: All right, so now we are into spoilers. So how we're going to kind of run through this is we're going to do like... uh not a breakdown in the movie, but we're going to start from the beginning and work our way to the end, going through like the major points in the movies and just having like, uh, having a discussion about that. Um, so, so first we're going to talk about the the first scene that we get, which is the Hawkeye scene. Uh, now we see Hawkeye; he's he's teaching his daughter how to shoot the bow and arrow in the tree. Then you see the 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 two sons and then the the wife. I forget her name. Um, uh, Linda Cardellini is her real name uh, and then we see Jeremy Renner there and they're playing in the the two boys and the wife are out in the field setting up like a picnic catching a baseball Uh, and then I think we all kind of know we we all know what's coming but then when it happens when we see the daughter's ashes we don't see her disappear but we see the daughter's ashes kind of fade away from the snap like I everyone was just in shock but I'm, I'm curious, like, anyone could chime in at this point, whoever wants to, to go first. Uh, but, I mean, I want to know what you guys thought of this initial scene to kind of to start this movie.
3: Z, uh, I guess I'll start first. Uh, I like that we got Hawkeye, because I, I know that was a question in the last movie, and it was kind of good to see him right out of the way. You kind of get that, like, okay, what's going on with Hawkeye? How has how's he been affected? And then you can kind of move, you know, move into the movie. So you kind of get, like, a question you kind of still had from the last movie answered. And then you can kind of, like, okay, now we can really, like, really truly dive into this.
0: Eric or Katie?
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think it started us off really strong. It captured my attention immediately. And it, it, it just instantly struck at my heart. Like, okay, we're here. This is still happening. And we picked up exactly where it left off. Um and it it just got me really quick right into the movie and right into the action so
0: yeah Eric your thoughts yeah
2: yeah I'll say the same thing uh, that Katie said it kind of threw us in um and then you know that whole scene like you said Matt you're just kind of waiting and you know they're kind of making jokes and everything and then she disappears and you hear those thunders in the background that we kind of heard when when it was going on on Titan and it just like, it brings you back in and your, you know, your hearts, you know, kind of sinks into your stomach and you feel horrible for him. And then it just, you know, it cuts to the Marvel, you know, uh, emblem and and we're in the movie, you know? So it kind of, it's like like that initial gut punch. Um, And that's what I really liked about it actually.
0: Yeah, and I think it. I feel like every time I, the Marvel, like you just said, the Marvel um, intro comes up, I feel like people are always cheering. It's like, yeah, like another Marvel movie set, because usually most intros are like a lot of fun, and it goes into the, or, and then it goes into the Marvel uh, intro, and I feel like we couldn't cheer. It's like, oh, we, that's sad <laughs> I, like i was really hoping to cheer just because hey it's the last movie but it's like no they're they're starting this movie off at a certain tone and it set the movie it, it set the movie up for the first act of of its tone because they're like no this is not going to be a happy movie at least not right now uh and it, it really kind of set the tone for the first maybe like hour or so but um but yeah, super strong scene to start with, uh, and it, it's good that we we caught up with Hawkeye because yeah, everyone was curious what he was doing. He was under the house arrest. Uh, he took the same the same deal as Ant Man, so that's what we saw in Ant Man and the Wasp. But um, but yeah, so moving on along. So this is kind of where we see. We see Tony, Tony Stark in space. He's he's hanging out with uh, with Nebula up on a ship, and they they kind of they're they're playing paper football, and then Tony Stark's uh, he starts doing like a monologue, and uh, he's 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 trying to reach out the pepper to see if anyone is is doing these messages, uh, and then as as he does that, there's he kind they kind of create like a new theme, like a theme music for for tony stark at this point and this this beautiful music comes in that was composed by alan silvestri and then as you think all hope is lost we see a light shine on his face and there's there's captain marvel that shows up so uh i I just want to get some of your opinions on on this and what you guys thought of that anyone could chime in
2: all right i'll go um So I I really like this scene. Um, You know, it kind of answers that question that I think everybody had uh, when Endgame finished. Like, oh, okay, so Tony Stark's on Titan and uh, he's got no way to get home. You know, and everybody was kind of, that was like the first question that everybody had. And then when we saw in the first trailer that he was on a ship, we're like, okay, but he looks like he's going to die in space. How's he going to get back? So I, I like how they kind of like, um, gave us that situation. he gives his monologue uh, and and everything and you know we'll actually get an um, another one later in the movie. Um, so which is which is a good parallel for this movie. but um, you know, it kind of like gets all that out of the way. like I really feel like this movie got a lot of questions answered, I think quickly. It was a very thick movie, but it didn't feel rushed and uh, that's kind of a theme that we got for the whole rest of the movie. so. But overall, I, I really love this scene.
0: Yeah, and it, it's crazy just how thin he looked because they were there was really no food for I think they said like twenty one days or something like that. Yeah, um, blame
2: Thor for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so Matt or Katie, do you have uh, any any thoughts on this initial scene with uh, setting up Tony Stark?
1: I, I think it was a really, really well done scene as well. Um, if I wasn't crying seeing Hawkeye's family disappear, I started crying already. I mean, you'll see that theme with me throughout the whole movie. I cried a lot, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just listening to his monologue, it was it was just so well done. Robert Talney Jr. is such an amazing actor, and it just, I, I kept thinking to myself, no, 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 this is, no. He's, this is not, this isn't how they're gonna end iron man no 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 mm-hmm. but it, it, he had me so convinced like okay th- this is so serious such a serious moment um but then thank goodness captain marvel showed up i stopped crying and it was good
0: yeah matt any, any thoughts before we move on uh my thought i just want to
3: add is i felt this was a very classic tony stark where you know he's being comical he's trying to you know he's playing paper football with nebula which she doesn't even have a concept what she's doing, and he's having the monologue because you know we know how he is with his emotions, especially talking to Pepper Potts. And I really just felt it was a very good classic Tony Stark scene, and as, as his characters evolve and he's emotionally changed through the course of these movies. And you know, I was wondering when Captain Marvel would come in. You know, she's she's you know how you view uh, what she would be in this movie. It's good to see her come come in and have her presence seen early and. Wonder what's gonna bring her to the group. So I I thought that was a really good way of getting getting the getting a classic Tony Stark scene while bringing in somebody new to make it look or make it be as normal as I guess it would as you could hope for.
0: No, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, yeah, we were introduced to Captain Marvel. She she came to the rescue for Tony Stark and uh, just kind of fast forwarding a bit. There is they he Stark returns to Avengers HQ. Uh, and then there's like a really powerful scene where Tony Stark is just having a meltdown, uh, and he's just really talking about. He's kind of just angry at Captain America, and Captain America. You know, he's he doesn't I, he doesn't really know how to react because it. it you know, between Stark and Captain America, that's a tough relationship between the two of them. Um, so they have that scene. Do you? Get, does anyone have any quick thoughts on? Because I th- I think. To me, that was one of my favorite scenes from from Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. Um, do you think he, Eric or Matt, maybe you can talk about it. Do you think he acted out a character at all? Or do you think he, he made perfect sense what he had to, to say? Eric, uh, I
3: want you to go first.
2: I'll, yeah, I'll kind of speak first. And, and I'll say the the first thing that, make it to me, made this scene even more powerful is the second that he gets off the ship. And... Cap kind of embraces him and grabs him, and he looks at Cap and he goes, "I lost the kid." And at that moment, like I got chills just saying that right now. Uh, but yeah. it's like at that at that moment, it was almost kind of like, "Oh, okay, like maybe Tony's just kind of putting that aside, right?" And then they're then they're sitting around the table, uh, you know. Tony Stark just looks as frail, 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 and he's got and he's in a wheelchair, and and Cap kind of starts grilling him, and because you know they've been kind of chilling on Earth. You know, cap-shaved his beard. You know, Tony Stark's been starving in space, almost dying from infection. So when he gets grilled, he kind of, he, you know, he just breaks down and freaks out on him. And to say that it was out of character it was almost like what I was expecting and um, done in such a, in, in, in such like a, I, I, I don't even know, like a frustrated, angry, kind of jaded, but, you know, by yelling at Cap, calling him a liar and warning them and everything. But then he gives them the 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 nano, uh, nanotech off his chest and he says, go find him, put that on and you hide. And he tells him to hide where it's like, I fought this guy to the death almost and I lost and we lost everything. And he's like, go ahead and try, but you're not going to succeed. And that's a broken Tony Stark. We haven't seen that since Iron Man 3. So it's like, you know, that puts us back in to his mindset at the beginning of this movie and and Robert Downey Jr. couldn't have done a better job in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Matt, anything uh, to add to that?
3: So, I know I know the three of us have talked about, you know, especially with my wanting to see how they would do the arc of Tony Stark and Cap and then building their bond, having it get broken and then building it back. So, I've been waiting for this. where the two of them would embrace... And we get it behind him, and I was really excited and happy. Was like, oh, this is great! And I got, I got, I got emotional about it. And then, to have Tony Stark have his reaction, it, it makes sense because there's still a very big open wound from Civil War. Okay, that and that's not an easy wound to close. And you know, there was the there were some cracks in the relationship coming to that. So that it needs to be addressed. And this is him being tony stark where he's going to be have these strong reactions to stuff i mean look how he talked to dr strange in infinity war and tony is tony wants to be the best he wants to get everything right and he doesn't want to show vulnerability and for him to show this kind of vulnerability really speaks to him because you know to build off what eric said with peter parker you know peter parker really enhanced tony stark's personality in these movies and helped grow his character and you know it's it's showing like he you know he's having these emotions you know he's it's more than just the you know there's there's a generation after him that's he's looking at he's starting to think more holistically than just what he's dealing with here and it's a normal reaction you know and like that's that builds off of what happened in civil war and he's as you know echoing what eric said you know he's he's broken he's broken bad and you know both physically looking at him and mentally and you know you wonder okay then how how are they going to mend this moving forward you know in this movie because it's something that has to get mended for them to win because them being divided uh is not going to allow them to succeed in what they want to do
0: yeah no makes uh perfect sense uh wow you guys were able to put that much better the words than than i could have but yeah he uh it's, he was broken. I I guess I didn't see how broken he was until you guys just kind of pointed that out. But yeah, the, the kid who we're talking about, Parker, is uh, Peter Parker. Is, yeah, it means a lot to him. So, um, but yeah, so I'm going to kind of quickly skip forward. Um, so we see this, and then they want to know where Thanos is. So they're like, where's Thanos? They're trying to, they've been trying to figure it out. And luckily, Nebula comes to the rescue and knows where Thanos is. And... They they're like okay we're going after him so uh, like Rocket Nebula Tony Stark Captain America um, Black Widow and uh, Captain Marvel they all go uh, to this planet where Thanos is just living all by himself and they they have their confrontation with Thanos and uh, this I was not expecting this scene to happen so quickly um, so so pretty much they 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 axed thanos very very quickly so i want to talk about all of your thoughts on on the scene is is this something that you were expecting um katie i'll kind of i'll kind of start with you and then we'll do go to matt and eric but uh but katie Katie, what were your thoughts on on this scene were you kind of expecting this
1: yeah no not at all this took me by total shock i i was waiting for some like kind of like drastic thing to happen and then all of a sudden, Thor just done, and he walks away. And I think just everything that leads up to them, the conversation, the thing that really struck me is what was watching Thor just walk away. It was such a somber moment that it just kind of made me think, "Oh my God, what what does this mean?"
0: Yeah, How, like he wasn't but... he wasn't happy that he did it. He was just right. like he was just down. He's like this had to be done, and I'm not happy at all about it.
1: And we've never seen Thor like that before. You know, we've never seen him essentially just give up on something that he's been fighting so hard and so long for or against. Um, so I think, yeah, it it, it just shocked me. I, yeah, Ugh, I don't have words, guys. I don't have <laughs>
0: words. Uh, Matt, what, what were your thoughts on, on this? So I
3: gasped very loudly out loud because I really did not see that coming and you know seeing someone of thor's level be able to take thanos out literally ax him uh you know makes sense to me but i was like wow they're doing it this early like what's going to happen you know there's we have a lot of theories and you can kind of be like okay this, this is probably where they're going to go but it's it's powerful because they defeat him so to speak but yet it's it's successfully hollow for the reasons that we'll get into, and. It just almost it makes it worse that's kind of what i took away from it and it was a bold move by them which greatly pays off but that 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 was my that was where my mind was when that happened
0: eric what do you think uh well when
2: i i'll be a hundred percent honest uh i was all in on all the conspiracies and theories about this movie and uh i had a feeling they were gonna do something like this whether they killed Thanos or the stones disappeared or something like that because there was they had to make it more difficult like they had to make it harder you know I, and and I felt like how they executed it was perfect you know I thought I thought it was beautifully done and it and it gasped too and I was kind of like oh okay well now what you know so what are we going to do here um but you know, we'll we'll get into it. But you know, I I really enjoyed the scene, even though I kind of had an idea that it was coming anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had I had zero clue that this was going to happen. I mean, I, I I wasn't even before the movie. I wasn't even sure if Thanos was still going to be the big bad. I I, I kind of had a feeling he was going to be, but yeah. But when I saw this, I was I was in total shock. I honestly couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, this is okay. This is where we're going. So. And then right after this it it cuts to black and we see it very slowly five years later show up and i gasp i think harder oh. at that i was like oh <laughs> they they just jumped five years i so i couldn't imagine where the story like as soon as i saw that i was like all right i literally have no idea what's going to happen in the story now like this is nuts um but yeah so it cuts to five years later uh, and we see just like the the cities. I think I believe they were in uh, in, in New York because I saw sh- they, we see City Field, uh, and there's just no, there's barely anyone around. And there's a scene with a Cap. He's giving out advice uh, to like a a, a help group. Uh, and actually, we get a cameo from one of the directors, uh, Joe Russo. Uh, and it, this is actually like the first openly gay character within the MCU. Um, so that was kind of cool to see because I don't think we ever had anything like that before. So he talked about this date that he went on. They were both crying and then they were like, oh, we're going to go on on again. So I really thought that was a touching scene. Um, and then we, we get a scene with Nat, who is also uh, black widow. Uh, and she is kind of talking to Captain Marvel. Um, I'm forgetting, uh, the character's name from Black Panther. Can anyone recall for me? Does anyone know the name? It's played by Dana Guerrero. I don't know how to say her last name.
2: Uh, Wakoye? Is that, is that how you say
0: it? It's possible. You, I, I think it, maybe if you said it, I wouldn't remember. But I feel bad that I don't remember at this time. But uh, they're talking to her, Captain Marvel, uh, Rocket and Nebula, as well as uh, Iron Patriot, Rhodey, through holograms. And then Rhodey is, we find out that Rhodey is searching for Hawkeye because he's kind of taken out like some bad dudes, taken out like the cartels. Uh, so we see we're just kind of catching up with, like, these, these, these characters and what they have been doing for the past five years. They're, they're searching for people. Captain Marvel is out uh, somewhere in the universe helping other planets because she mentions the same thing is happening on those planets compared uh, to, to Earth. Um, so we see them, and then finally we, we get to see a rat. A rat saves the universe, by helping Iron Man, or sorry, not Iron Man, Ant-Man, come out of the quantum realm. So thanks to this rat for saving the, the universe. Um, but yeah, so, so Ant-Man just comes out of the quantum realm, and he's trying to figure out what is going on. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he reunites with Cassie. I, I, I teared up at that moment, and I was just so happy to see Cassie alive. Uh, and I just thought it was a really, really phenomenal moment. Um, so I kind of stop there before we move on. But is there any? I want to get any of your thoughts of anything that I had, had I just mentioned. So, uh, Eric, I'll start with you.
2: Uh, yeah. So I really like this. I think it was a good, um, a good transition, a good way to kind of get us up to speed, and kind of um, like a, a, a good way from the characters. Pers- uh, like how they're portrayed, right? So, like Captain America goes and, you know, he's now in the support groups, which is what Sam was doing. But it's also like that's like a very grounded thing for Captain America. Uh, Black Widow is kind of running Shield now, which is if you see like where her characters come from and, and everything, it's like it, it, it makes perfect sense. And then it kind of gets us up to speed on all the other characters through the holograms of what's going on. And then in perfect form of, an, of Ant-Man, Paul Rudd, in an almost comedic way, he's saved by a rat. You know, he's not, sa- he's not saved by something else or bigger or something more, you know, hard thought out. It's like, no, we're just going to have a rat hit a button. And, um, and then, yeah, him reuniting with his daughter is, is beautiful, too, because it's like that was his whole world. And as the world crumbled around him, um, you know, his piece was kind of left. So, you know, I thought that
0: was a good point. Nice, Katie. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, totally agreed. Um, of course, a rat would save Ant-Man. That it just—I I, kind of was wondering when that scene popped up. Like, okay, where where are they going with this? Um, but you know, overall, just seeing Captain giving advice and seeing that being so trying so hard to figure out what to do—it just kind of gave just emphasis to how devastating this was and how how much this affected everyone. Um, but the one thing that kind of stood out to me and took me by surprise, really, really was Captain Marvel saying, well, I can't help you now. I have to help other people. Which, thinking about it in her nature, very true, I understand it. But that took me by surprise. Like, okay, she was the last major superhero to join the team. She's, you know, what's going to save everyone. And here she is just running. And we don't know where. So... It kind of bugged me, but I was, you know, I, I held on, was hoping to see something more from her later on. Um, but yeah, it just kind of overall just shows how devastating everything is. Um, but it, I think they they <laughs> looping back in, bringing back Ant-Man, having him find Cassie, it just it started. That was the first sense of hope that we got in the movie. Like, they're okay. He found Cassie. That's a good thing. Something has to be going right. You know.
0: Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, Matt, any any quick thoughts on that? Uh,
3: what Eric and Katie said really hits everything. I guess the two things I want to talk about is you know, Hawkeye, right? So, and uh, like five-year jump, you know, really great. I really like that they're showing you like this is still going on. They're living in this. And, you know, you can – seeing Hawkeye doing what he's doing, you know, nobody's going to understand when you lose your family to something like this what it's going to do to you. Everybody's gonna respond differently, you know. Nat's growing to his leadership role. Cap is being Captain America, and Hawkeye's, you know, given what he is as a, you know, and his character and this push it takes. You know, it's 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 a good thing to show because people are gonna have different reactions and people are gonna go dark places, you know, regardless if it's taking out cartels and doing something good in a very not so good way. I thought it was good to show that it was a really good development for his character. He's got a new look. And he, you know, he talks about that, you know, like I've done things and we can understand it. You, None of us can understand what it would mean to lose a wife and, and kids, you know, some of you lo- people you love. And I want to piggyback off. case. Okay, so a Captain Marvel is, you know, I. it's frustrating. She has that attitude, but I think it fits her character. She doesn't really have a tie to Earth. You know, she's been gone right the whole time. She only wants to be called if if something really bad happens, you know, if it hits the fan, so to speak. So it's. It made sense it's frustrating but it makes sense for what her character is and how she views as there's more than an earth and she says you know there's zero worlds doing something they don't have an avengers and it's frustrating but it makes sense for what her character is and how she how she wants to view things and how she wants to go about helping others so i guess you know, those are the only two other things i'd want to add on that
0: perfect no i, I think you guys summed it up pretty well so um we're just gonna gonna keep moving along because we got a lot more to discuss so i think the next big thing that uh we we need to talk about is uh well actually so ant-man he then shows up to the hq and nat and captain america are totally shocked i mean i thought that was a really funny scene with paul rudd showing up and he gives his his time travel theory of how they could possibly save the universe by using the quantum realm for to use time travel um, and I think when Ant-Man and the Wasp came out, uh, and the qu- the quantum realm was a huge, huge piece of that movie, I was like, I was like, yo, this is definitely going to be what's used. I don't know how, but it's definitely going to be what's used to bring everyone back. Like there were theories that like, oh, are people living in the quantum realm? Um, so I just thought that was that was really neat that they they did that. So they they needed someone who really knew a lot about quantum physics. And of course, they they go to who? They go to Iron Man. And what I wasn't ready for was seeing that Iron Man had a child. So guys, really, really quick thoughts on seeing that Iron Man had a kid.
2: Yeah, so um, this was kind of, um, I guess it kind of made sense to me that, you know, the world kind of fell apart. So the whole idea of Stark Industries and everything wouldn't probably last anyway. So for the for what he's been through and you know he's now kind of living in the woods and he has a daughter, it, it, it kind of makes sense for his whole trying to not do that anymore. So um, you know I, I I thought it was great and it you know goes back to Infinity War when he mentions the Pepper, he had a dream that they had a kid and here he is. So I
3: thought it was good
0: uh matt or katie do you have any quick thoughts before we move on about that
3: uh i guess all i would say is it seeing the effect that peter parker had on him uh i was a little surprised to have a kid understand like the pain of losing a child that can have on you but it's a good it's it was a great thing it gave him more it gave him a little bit of humanity you know we see what he was in iron man and see him come here it's it's a nice thing to see you know and some, a theme that's talked about between Iron Man and Captain America is, you know, having a life. You know, there's being a hero is important. It's what they do, but there's a little more to it than saving everybody else's life, for, and you needing to have one of your own. So I, I thought it was great, and it just added another layer to Stark's character, especially for this movie.
0: Perfect, Katie. Any any final thoughts, real quick?
1: Yeah, totally agree. um I think. I mean, you saw him, he was devastated, and he had to do something to bring him out of that hole, and he had the dream, and he knew that that would be something to bring him back to, like you said, life, so it was a cute moment.
0: Perfect, so then, yeah, he uh, he kind of declined, he was like, no guys, like, I've set up a great life here, and I, I, I don't want any part of it, so... Uh. <laughs> And then we we get to see what uh, Bruce Banner has been up to, and we f- we see that he is now uh, Hulk. He's just the Hulk, as Bruce Banner is the Hulk. I don't know how I want to how to explain that, but like the Hulk is just a normal guy to super big. Uh, there's a I I thought the the scene in the the diner was a little awkward. It's like okay, I get the joke. Let's move on. But I mean, it was pretty funny, but uh, but what are your what did you think when they when the Hulk showed up like this on the screen because that's I was not expecting that at all, and he was pretty much like this the entire movie. um I kind of miss old Hulk where he just like smashes things and does little quirky things, but um I mean what were your thoughts on what they did with Hulk
3: i I guess I, it's it makes sense you know they talked about having a three movie arc for Hulk as. Ragnarok, Infinity War and now Endgame and it's something he gets to and you know, it's something he gets to where he can achieve uh, I'll call it a, a stability between the two poles he has and I like seeing it I, I agree that the scene like it, it's a funny scene, but it, it does kind of hammer the point a little bit but there's other aspects of him in this character now for the rest of the movie that kind of make it a little interesting because how much of a true balance is there, so to speak, between the Bruce Banner and the Hulk and the control for it? But I mean, it, it's it's a good thing to see because it's something he struggled with uh, throughout this, you know, throughout all these movies.
0: Cool, Eric or Katie, any any thoughts on Hulk? Yeah,
1: I definitely thought it was a very awkward scene, and sitting through it, I just kept thinking, okay, what is happening? (laughs) Like, why, okay, where are they going with this? And it just kind of dragged on and on. It was interesting to see Hulk as Bruce Banner, if you will, Um, but the funny thing I noticed is that you heard about how there were these scenes built into the movie if people needed to take bathroom breaks, right? I didn't read those articles ahead of time because I didn't want to hear anything, um, turns out this is one of the scenes that they say, hey, if you need to leave, you can leave. You're not going to miss anything. Um, and looking back on it, I just thought, yep, that's that's accurate. There is nothing really said here in this, you know, two, three-minute scene that I, I needed to see. So it was just a weird scene. I don't like it.
0: Yeah. And I'm just going to say that I, I hate all those news outlets that put out articles like that that say, if you need a bathroom break, uh, I just... Oh, it makes me so angry. I know, I know people can't hold it in sometimes and it's, but it's just like, oh, you, you're still missing some of the movie. I don't know. That's, that's just, that's just me. I like, I refuse to ever get up in the movies to go to the bathroom. So I can't remember the last time I ever went during a movie. So um,
3: as they say in Jurassic Park, when you got to go, you got to go.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely true. So, uh, Eric, a- a- any thoughts on, uh, how they portrayed the new Hulk?
2: Um, well, the more thought I've given it, I would say I, I didn't like the reveal at all of the Professor Hulk. I, I think they could have did it a little differently. Uh, I don't mind the character. I think it's kind of, it, you know, it's like a, it's like an interesting take on like a more sarcastic, confident Bruce Banner, you know, and they just like make him Hulk size. Um... And I don't know. I feel like he's kind of underutilized for the whole movie. And, and besides like kind of like comedic humor. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it was definitely not my favorite like scene or aspect of the movie.
0: Yeah, no, I, th- I, I think I agree with you. I never really thought about it. But yeah, it wasn't a great introduction. And I kind of agree. And I, I, I totally agree with you that I think he was really underutilized. We didn't really see him get to do too much as the hulk uh and that's kind of what i missed a lot about that because like he was so much fun to watch in ragnarok and seeing him in avengers and i think that's what i kind of missed about this this new hulk um so i was i wasn't too keen on it but i mean it's it, it's fine but um this this next i time...
3: have one thing i do want to interject so sure pardon, go for sorry. It. uh having had all these movies now the way they use hulk in the first avengers movie is perfect that's that's the one thing i would say after all this because there there's a struggle like the first hulk movie and then like how do you use uh, the way they them in avengers was perfect and that's that's kind of where i'm at having seen this from the beginning to the end
0: yeah no i i agree that was my my favorite portrayal of hulk it's and we, we'll get to it in a bit but we see a, a bit more of that um uh, but yeah, so, so then, so then kind of after we meet Hulk, they, they kind of start doing some time travel stuff and we have a really hilarious scene with Paul Rudd going in between, uh, different ages. That was fantastic. And then Tony, Tony Stark shows up and he decides he wants to help out cause he, he solves the time travel. Uh, and then he, he brings Captain America a brand new shield, which is, which is great. Uh, and then it's all about just getting the, the gang back together. And they're really the only missing pieces. Um, they were missing Hawkeye, Matt, which you mentioned before. They found Hawkeye. Uh, it was this really great one-take scene or one long take where he's, like, fighting the Akuza, I assume, in uh, Japan. And then Nat finds him and then brings him in. But then they they bring in they bring back another favorite character, Thor, and this is another character where there's like a very big drastic change, uh, and what what some people are saying is a very realistic look at what depression is. Uh, I mean, they they kind of gave it a, its comedic spin, but from what I've been reading, is a lot of people appreciate what they did with this new Thor character. Yes, he was he was very fat, but it gave like a really great outlook on like what depression could look like. Well, you, you just, you sit at home and, uh, you just kind of, I guess, maybe eat your, your, your worries away. I mean, it's tough for me to talk, uh, to talk about depression. I, 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 mean, I'm not a psychiatrist or whatever, but I mean, this is just what I've been hearing from the internet, but, um, I'm curious, what, what are your thoughts? Cause this was another, another big change to one of the, uh, the, the, the main characters. Whoever wants to jump in on that,
3: uh, I guess. It, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen those articles, and when I hear that, that 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 is a really good uh, capturing of that. Uh, Fat Thor's hilarious. Uh, it it makes sense given his character. You know, Thor comics and the movies. You know, has a drinking. You know, he likes to drink. You know, uh, his mead. You know, I mean, it's beer in this case. Mead meads a far historical uh alcoholic beverage to consume but it it makes sense especially when you go th- when T- thor's character is always dealing with the pressure of uh odin and you know all, all of that and he's you know he had some he's had some pretty pretty decent losses and some of the with with his movies and uh, what his characters had to go through and then to have this and really truly fail especially the way he failed so to speak at the end of infinity war it makes sense, and to have him change, you know, everybody loves Chris Hemsworth with his shirt off, you know, uh, you know, plenty, you know, I was watching Big Bang Theory, and one of the characters joked, like, I want to see Avengers just to see Chris Hemsworth with his shirt off, and I kind of like that they went the other way with it, pretty much for the entire movie, and it just makes, it, it just makes his character more funny, but yet captures something that's very real for people going through
0: loss. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Katie or Eric, thoughts on on new Thor?
1: Yeah, totally agree there. But, you know, it just kind of showed that he just gave up. You know, he he went and sliced off Thanos' head and he gave up. Um, He he just didn't have anything left in him. And this is how he chose to live his life again. And and that's exactly true. This is what depression can look like. Um, it, it is, it's funny, he puts off a comedic side to it, which is good, and I think it, it benefits his character, um, you know, he's totally dad bod ready, and you know, I still didn't mind seeing him with the shirt off, I don't care what you say, <laughs> but it, it just kind of, it just kind of emphasized how much he just didn't want to be a part of it anymore, and it made you sad, You're, you just, he just is so defeated, and I don't know. It, it, it was hard to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, Eric. Any, any final any final thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll kind of just echo everything that uh, you know Matt and uh, oh, sorry Katie said, and um, it, it what I think really is like this is also the end. Like we have to look at it as like this is you know Thor's arc also. Like this is the end of his arc, and and for them to go this way is very risky, but it's also Uh, a respect for Chris Hemsworth and what he's done with this character. You know, now he doesn't have to be Thor with the shirt off. His acting is so good, you know, of his portrayal of this character that they can do this. And for, for him to portray depression as a god, you know, as being a god and him to have to always have lived up to this image. And now he's kind of at that point, he feels that he failed. And he's like, well, what else am I supposed to do? You know, like I can't even do this and I have nobody else left. Um, so for them to kind of put him in that space for this movie, which this whole movie is about trying to fix things and to have him be at that, not like handicap, but coming from, you know, a different place. And he's been since we've seen him in the beginning. It's like, it's, it's, it just, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, some parts, I think they, the Lebowski thing was hilarious in some parts, but then, maybe overused in others but you know (laughs) overall i really enjoyed you know thick with two c's thor
3: (laughs) (laughs) the big lebowski stuff was absolutely fantastic and just for people who are just big movie fans like that was just a great connection for them to make
0: yeah, no, that was hilarious. Iron Man even called him uh, Lebowski at one point. And one of my... Well, actually, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when... Uh, they're trying to figure out how to get the stones. They, they get their time travel plan. They, they realize they have to grab all the stones. And one of my favorite scenes is when Thor is trying to talk about Jane. About how it was, it was his old flame. Um, just hearing him talk about it and seeing the characters like give each other looks like what is this guy talking about like that was like top five scenes in the movie for me it was it was great um but yeah so now so now the entire gang is back together so we are actually already an hour into the recording so we still have a lot to go through so we're gonna we're gonna try to speed this up if we can but i I think now that we we have we kind of Recap of what all these characters are doing after the five years. I think we'll be able to speed run through this a little bit quicker. But um, the one thing I did want to mention was, like, uh, they set up. So, so the overall plan is: okay, we're gonna go back in time and get all the Infinity Stones, and then come back and do the snap again and bring everyone back. But that's like that's their plan. And Iron Man was like, we have to do it. Uh, we have to make sure we don't change. The, the current, pre, uh, the present right now, um, so they they kind of talked about the time travel rules, uh, which I'll briefly mention, and they they talked like they made it where it's not like Back to the Future. Like if you saw Back to the Future, like changing the past won't change the future. If you go back in the past, it what it only will happen is it will create an alternate timeline. Um, so uh that makes sense right what i just said i want to make sure we're on the same page
2: yeah it makes sense to me okay yep. cool
0: all right cool yeah so they wanted they they really clearly um laid that out and it was actually i'll, I'll bring it we'll bring it up again later um but it was it was laid out a bit more by another character who returned uh, but those are the, the time travel rules so they can't change anything in the past to to or anything that changes in the past won't affect the future, so they have to bring these stones back to to do that. So, so that kind of leads us into the second act after the first. This entire first act where it was kind of down and depressing a bit, and now these characters have hope to to figure things out. So, what what they come up with is the time heist, and that's what they're calling this. And it got, it's kind of broke it in to three different pieces and times. So the first section that we'll talk about is uh, a bunch of the characters, a Hulk, Ant-Man, Captain America, and Iron Man. They all go back to New York City in 2012, which is when the original Avengers happened. So we're, this is the Battle of New York and the first Avengers. Uh, so each of them, oh, there goes my dog in the background. Um, So each of them, they're all, they all have their own task and what they do. So first we're gonna talk about what Hulk has to do. So Hulk, we get a pretty funny scene. So they all land in straight in the Battle of New York and they all split up and Hulk, he takes his shirt off and does this like really funny thing where he pretends to be the Hulk and he he like dents the corner of a car. um, And it's just really funny. So Hulk is going after the Time Stone. um, And there he actually, they go to Bleecker Street and he's looking, he's looking for Dr. Strange, but instead we see the old Sorcerer Supreme played by Tilda Swinton, who was in Dr. Strange. So Katie, I know that you said you didn't see Dr. Strange, but she was one of the main characters in that movie. Um, so you'll learn, you'll learn more about her in that. So I yeah, highly recommend seeing Dr. Strange, which I think is a streaming on on Netflix right now, I believe, or at least it was. Um so we see we see hulk uh talking to the sorcerer supreme and she just clearly lays out like what would happen if you kind of take the infinity stones out of the timeline and how it will create that alternate you could create an alternate timeline to to the realities so um so matt what were your thoughts when when hulk met up with sorcerer supreme
3: I think my favorite part about it was the conversation about Dr. Strange and trying to understand what he was saying in, uh, infinity war with why he did what he did. You know, the trust in him, you know, he's supposed to be the, the best, uh, you know, sorcerer and his, any decision he makes must've had for the right cause. And, and, as we go through the movie and you watch the movie, it really comes together. And I, I think that's what I got the most from it. I think that's, and I think that's what we're supposed to get from it. You know, the banter between the, banter between the two of them and discussion about stuff, you know, I, I think, I think overall, just talking about Dr. Strange and the decisions he made in infinity war. I think that's, that's the most important part of this.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Katie thoughts.
1: Yeah, totally agree. It was really cool. Even not seeing the Doctor Strange movie yet, um, I it gave us a really good, first off, explanation of really what would happen if they changed time travel, you know, uh, or changed anything, and how all the alternate realities would work. I think they, they laid that out really well for people to really actually understand what they were up against, you know? Um, and I think the crazy moment to me was when Sorcerer Supreme's kind of realized wait dr strange gave up the time stone and if that is what happened then it must be true that you need the stone now um and just the utter faith that she has that he knew what he was doing in the future is just incredible it was a really cool scene i think lots of good um background kind of information you were getting up from the time travel
0: yeah for sure uh eric thoughts
2: yeah I'll, uh, I'll just echo everything that was just said and I'll just add uh, one other thing that I liked about the scene was how she took Banner out of the Hulk body and she oh, spoke yeah. to Banner. And I think that that was a very smart way to do it um, because obviously Banner is a lot more um, you know calmer and even keel. So you know it was just it you know just made for a wonderful conversation. And it just added that layer of her being the Sorcerer Supreme. She's like, I'm not gonna talk to you in this way. I'm gonna, you know, talk to you in this way. And it's like, you know, it's just, it was very good.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. Cause yeah, Banner just had no idea what he was getting into. He was just, he was totally outmatched. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so neat. So, Eric, I'm actually going to go back to you on, on this next piece. So, yeah, pretty much after... So, Hulk, he gets the Time Stone from Sources Supreme. So, now they have the first Infinity Stone, of course, the Time Stone. So, they have one now. Uh, now we're going to kind of switch gears, and we're going to go to what uh, Ant-Man uh, and Captain America and Iron Man are up to. So, pretty much... Um, uh ant-man and iron man they're they're in charge of going after the space stone uh and that is in the inside of the tesseract um so we get like these really great scenes of like after the battle of new york is over the the avengers from 2012 capture loki and they get the tesseract from him and they put the tesseract inside of a suitcase and it is now Ant-Man's job and uh, Iron Man's job to get the Space Stone. So we have uh, this just great little sequence between them. Um, Ant-Man is like flicked into the the suitcase, or where did he get flicked onto? He gets flicked onto Iron, uh, 2012 Iron Man? I can't remember exactly, Uh, but he gets flicked onto them and then there's a scene in like a lobby where Ant-Man goes inside of 2012 Iron Man and he he gives him like uh, like a cardiac arrest, uh, sort of, so they can get the space stone uh, for, from the briefcase that causes big distractions. So what happens is they get the they get the tesseract, and then Tony thinks Tony present day Tony Stark thinks they're all free and clear. And then Hulk, there's that funny sequence with Hulk going down the stairs, and Hulk smashes through the door, the suitcase drops, and then we see Loki disappearing with the space stone. So now they're like, "Uh oh, what are we gonna do?" And possibly, maybe that's a tie into the Disney Plus streaming show that's gonna be for Loki because he just disappears. So who knows? That's kind of creates like another alternate timeline. So, but uh, but Eric, so since Iron Man is your dude, what did you think of uh, this entire kind of uh, sequence of events?
2: I uh, just I really I really liked it, and um, the funny part was is having Paul Rudd and robert downey jr on screen together i mean you know that's just going to be funny and you know we got one of the best quotes out of that scene also uh when (laughs) tony when tony's making fun of cap in his in his outfit you could say you know he goes uh man he goes cap that uh he goes that didn't do well for you and then uh (laughs) Ant Man goes, no, you know what, Cap? That's America's ass. <laughs> and it was just, it was so well, it was just so well done. It just made that scene, you know, just added a layer to that scene. You know, that iconic yeah. kind of scene at the end where we get the original six facing down. Um, but you know, it, it's a very smart scene, and but it's also kind of like fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing. You know, it, it reminds me almost of the scene in Iron Man 3 when he goes into the hardware store and, like, gets a bunch of weird gadgets to make, like, a potato gun. He's like, oh, what we're going to do is we're going to shock my chest because, you know, we're all going to be right here and we're just going to get the, the suitcase in the lobby of the, you know, of the uh, the, the, the building. You know, it's like it, – it, so it's like it's very Tony Stark and then it kind of falls through and then that causes another issue. Um so yeah I mean I I just I really enjoyed the scene and then we also get the elevator scene you know but you know I'll let you talk about can, that one.
3: can I talk about the elevator scene
0: yeah no yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna bring up bring that up for sure because that's I want to keep that separate I want to finish this this little sequence up first um, but yeah, so Katie or Matt do you have any 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 thoughts just maybe like some quick thoughts on on the sequence
1: well, Loki is my all-time favorite, and I was just glad to even have him in a little bit of a scene, because broke, it broke my heart when he died. Um, and I was just really hoping more than anything else that Loki would come back, so I'm just glad to see him. Um, very interested to see where he goes when he uh, disappears with the Space Stone. I think you definitely are onto something, Matt. Uh, it could easily, and most likely will, or at least should, Tie into the Disney Expo, yeah, uh, Disney Plus show. So, yeah. looking forward to seeing that.
0: Cool, uh, Matt. Any quick thoughts?
3: No, I think they captured everything perfectly. I couldn't say it better.
0: Perfect, sounds good to me. So yeah, no, that was a great sequence, and at the same time, we're kind of seeing Captain America. He he's going after the Mind Stone, which is in Loki's staff. Um, So if you don't remember, the the scepter was a big part of the original Avengers movie, so that's where we find out, I think, in Age of Ultron is the Mind Stone is actually inside of there. Um, So we get this this great elevator sequence, and Matt, I'll have you talk about it, because I know Winter Soldier is your favorite movie. Uh, we have this this really great elevator sequence, uh, and then Captain America just kind of runs into himself, and they have a fight. But Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of let you uh, talk about all this.
3: So th- this scene was amazing because one Cap use, no, sees who's on the elevator, having seen Winter Soldier, who's who's the Hydra behind the the curtain and shield, and drops the Hell Hydra line. I squealed. I was so excited because I was like, oh, this is awesome because. One of tying it uh, to Winter Soldier, but as a huge comic book fan, uh, they did a couple years ago, or yeah, it was a couple years ago, they had a story arc where Cap was part of Hydra. And they run through the story arc and you know, it turns out that's a different Steve Rogers versus your the normal Steve Rogers. So it was a night nice, for me it was a nice not as an avid comic where you're like, Oh wow, they kinda of tied something in. That was a little bit of a controversial story, and then they have Cap fight Cap. I mean, I love the interaction because when he starts dropping the typical Captain America lines, like, I can do this all day, and Cap is like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's kind of nice to hear him hear himself and be like, God, you know, I kind of am a little annoying at times with how I can be. It was, it was, just, it was just really funny, and it, and it has some nice little tidbits for really avid comic book readers, but also tying into the other movies. It was just a really nice way of... Getting them getting themselves through that scene in a perfect way that I find everybody can enjoy
0: Yeah, I think everyone was expecting to him beat up everyone in the elevator at least that's what I thought I was like Oh, it's gonna be they're gonna be he's gonna beat them up all over again And then when he dropped the hell exactly hydra, what I thought <laughs> yeah, and then they dropped the hell hydra line. I'm like, oh That is amazing. So uh, yeah, totally totally loved all of that um, uh, Eric or Katie do you have any uh, any thoughts on, on, on this? Either one.
1: No, so I, I've never seen Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. Oh no. Um, I know. I'm <laughs> oh, the worst. No. It's on my list, but it's not on Netflix. <laughs> so, um, I, I went to see it with my boyfriend, and he was cracking up, and I'm like, okay, what am I missing? I'm yeah. missing
0: something. <laughs> yeah, there was so, a very big callback.
1: Yeah, but I, I really loved watching Cap fight himself I thought that was it was it was a fun scene even if I didn't really understand what was happening <laughs>
0: uh, yeah uh, Eric any any thoughts
1: yeah.
2: on that yeah I'll just add something quick uh, what this scene was which there was a bunch of this in this movie was like a good dose of fan service you know for like oh, for sure. the yeah. moviegoers the moviegoers but really like what Matt said the comic book readers too you know so like the Russo's we're just throwing fan service. And this was just one of those great, you know, pieces.
0: Yeah. Uh, cool. So yeah. So then, um, so then they bring the mind stone, but then he finds that, uh, Cap or Iron Man and Ant-Man do not have the space stone. And then they're like, "Uh Oh, what are we going to do? So they, they find out the plan that, okay, let's go back in time. They, what they do is cap Captain, Captain America and Iron Man go back to the seventies where Hank Pym and um, I'm blanking on Howard Stark are at the same exact base uh, at the same exact time where they can get more pin Particles as well as grabbing the Tesseract, which is in storage. So we have this fantastic sequence of Iron Man talking to Howard Stark and then Captain America gets to see Peggy. They st- there's like a picture on the desk. So then Cap, he ends up grabbing the Pym Particles and Iron Man gets the, the Space Stone out of that. So... Um, so they end up completing their mission and getting the space zone. So is there anything that anyone wants, anyone wants to talk about this? Cause I know we have, we had a really great scene with, uh, Robert Downey Jr. or, uh, uh Tony Stark talking to his father. So any, any thoughts there?
2: Yeah, if I may, I'd like to go first. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> this, this was one of, you know, this was the, the sealer for, for, uh, Tony Stark's character emotionally I think this is what really got him and gave him closure he was able to see his father and talk to him at a level that I feel like he was never able to and um, and kind of you know like the Russos touched on this with the barf technology in in a, a civil war and this was like Tony's moment where he could say what he wanted to say to his father and like kind of get a grasp of his fa- of his father's character and, um, and it was like the elevator scene going up when they're leaving, uh, you know, he, it's like, you see it on his face. He like, can't help but tell his dad that he's a father, you know? And, and it's like, it, it's just such a great scene for Tony Stark, you know? And then the little last bit of it, when, uh, he walks away after hugging him in in an awkward kind of way, he, uh, you know, Howard goes to the car and his driver's name is Jarvis. And it's like, you know, it's like Alfred for Bruce Wayne, you know, and it's like if, you know, Alfred died, Bruce Wayne would definitely have made an AI system and call it Alfred. And it's like it's just it's just a really nice like little point, you know, too, that, uh, you know, gives the movie goer you know, a little more layers to Tony Stark and his character.
0: Uh, So due to time I'm going to just kind of quickly move on so so yeah, so now we have three stones We have the mind stone space stone as well as the time stone and then we go to uh, The next sequence of events is in Asgard that takes place in 2013 So this is pretty much a callback to Thor the Dark World Which I think we can maybe all agree that Thor the Dark World is maybe the worst movie in uh the cinematic universe uh i mean i'm, I'm we could sca-
3: debate a couple other ones but it's we could debate good. a few yeah
2: yeah uh, we're not we won't have
0: the <laughs> we won't have the debate today but to me it's i think one of the, the 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 worst ones um but uh so yeah so they thor and rocket go to get the reality stone also known as the ether Uh, And their plan is to take it from Jane, who is played by Natalie Portman. Uh, So uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one because it was was pretty quick. Uh, But I think the most important thing that happened in this movie is that Thor got to talk to his mother again. And his mother knew that he was from the future. And it was a really, really touching movie. uh, Sorry, moment in this movie. Um, And Katie, what what were your thoughts on on the sequence?
1: Yeah, totally agree. It was. I feel like this is another scene that kind of dragged on, but his talk with his mom, to me, was the turning point. You know, he was able to talk to his mom. She gave him some really solid advice. Um, and, and he was able to, you know, move on and become the god that he is and he knows he needs to be. Um, and it kind of just completed that cycle of depression that he was experiencing and he was able to move forward you know so i think that's pretty much all i took away from this scene it 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 was a really nice scene just maybe a little bit long
0: yeah definitely uh matt or eric any just very quick thoughts on on this sequence
3: uh it was it was nice just to have thor be uh sk was saying like just to have her with uh have him with his mother and you know Rockets interactions with Thor are always fantastic. It's very comedic. I like the banter that they they play off of each other very well and Especially when Thor is constantly trying to back out of everything. So I I just it's it's the right amount of emotion with the right amount of comedy
0: Uh, Perfect sounds good. So uh, I am gonna move on so next we we go to the the year 2014 where we are so Iron Patriot, or also known as Rhodey, Nebula, Hawkeye, and Black Widow, they are going to get the Power Stone as well as the Soul Stone. So first, we're going we're gonna to talk about the Power Stone. Um, so Iron Patriot and Nebula, they are on the planet of Morag, which is the very first sequence that we see in the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so there's like a really funny sequence with uh, Peter Quill, who was played by Chris Pratt. Uh, and we, it, I, the music, the music that came in from the original Guardians of the Galaxy was there, and then we see a funny sequence where uh, Peter, uh, Rhodey, and Nebula are just watching from the rocks, and it just kind of cuts to the music cuts off, and we see Quill just like kind of singing and dancing. So that was um, that was really funny. Uh, but then we also during this time we found out that. The Nebulas are connected because this is when they first reintroduced Thanos back to the game. They 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 bring him back. We see uh, uh, Gamora and Nebula fighting on some planet. And then they go back and talk to Thanos. And we find out that the Nebulas are connected because like there is a, a video that pops out kind of like R2-D2 with uh, Princess Leia. They, they see her. They see like a, a, a image or a, a memory that wasn't hers Um. So then continuing on, they, the Power Stone gets taken by Rhodey, and as, um, uh, as they are trying to go back in time, Nebula starts like kind of having a migraine, and then she figures out that Thanos knows what their plan is. Uh, so what happens is Nebula tries to warn Hawkeye and Black Widow, but it's too late and gets captured uh, by Thanos. So we have the Power Stone, but then we we learn that Thanos is back. So, so guys, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, and whoever wants to kind of jump in first, Bueller? Sorry, <laughs> and, um, no, it's yes, I'll,
2: I'll I'll kind of jump in. So I um I really like the introduction of Thanos here. Um, you know, he kind of the first time we see him, he's covered in blood. You know, after, you know, culling a planet, he's wiping his sword and everything. So this is 2014 Thanos, and it's not the Thanos given, you know, heartfelt monologues and giving choices like what we had in Infinity War. So what this just did in my, you know, in my opinion is this kind of like raised the stakes. And, you know, we really get the understanding of, yeah, they're doing a, a, a time heist, but, you know, they're not going to do it without some cost you know so that's that's what i really liked about this whole scene
0: definitely yeah um matt or katie any 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 quick thoughts on that
3: i guess my quick thought is i'd like the nebula connections uh there's gotta be some way to thanos is smart thanos knows how to handle these situations and kind of put two and two together when there's something not not connecting and it, it's a good way to have they explain their time travel and what have you so, and give the connection so Thanos can do what he does best so to speak and I I, I thought it, it made sense you know you get a time travel and do these kind of things you get you, kind of, it can, you can get lost but I liked that I like their approach it's very forward but it's also simple and makes sense for what they're trying to portray for the time heist
0: perfect sounds good uh, so we're gonna just kind of quickly move on now so now so they have the power stone we have five stones and the the last stone to get is the soul stone and this is Hawkeye's task as well as Black Widow's to get the stone and then as we remembered from Infinity War the stone you have to get it at great cost and they they learn that they are faced with a really tough decision uh, and this is, this was kind of a tough scene to watch, uh, because this is where we see Black Widow, uh, uh, Nat. She uh, she ends up sacrificing herself for everyone else, and she 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 dies. And Hawkeye then gets the Soul Stone. Um, so this was this was pretty rough. I mean, this is where we see one of our first. Uh, one of our first Avengers, original Avengers, uh, died. She was introduced in Iron Man 2 back in, uh, I think, 2009 or 10. I can't remember. 2010 maybe, but this is what's when she was first introduced. And it's just it's, it was tough to really see her go. There was just lots of fake-outs between a battle between Hawkeye and Black Widow. But uh, she, he still had to live for There was a chance... For his family to come back, and if he could get that back, and I think Black Widow knew that. But um, but uh, what were your what were your thoughts on this, Katie? Katie, any thoughts?
1: Yeah, this was really hard to watch. Uh, I was tears were just streaming the whole the whole time. Um, and I think as much as I really love Black Widow and I love Nat and I love her character, I think it made sense. You know, she was the one who was running S.H.I.E.L.D. She was the run- one who was trying so hard to keep everyone connected and find everyone who went missing. And I, I think as hard as it was to watch, I-, I think this was the best decision, honestly. She had to do this. She had to make sure that what she did made a difference, you know? And, and I know she would never have been able to live with herself had it been the other way around. Um, I- it-, oh, it-, it took a toll on me, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Eric, what did you think of uh, Natalie's death
1: um,
2: you know, it, it it was kind of, we all knew what was coming. And uh, I think the biggest question was, who was it going to be? And, you know, at the point of where Black Widow's character was, um, you know, I think it was like she she was doing this for her family. And, you know, to have Clint to be able to get his family back. And then you always hear about their past, about how, she kind of owes him her life. Um, you know, it 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 really made sense. It was a it was a really powerful scene of kind of how they fought each other uh to do it. And then the final moments were you know, in true black widow fashion, I guess you would say she kind of put herself in a position where she could, you know, get what
3: she wants.
0: Yeah. Uh, Matt, final thoughts on that?
3: I found this to be harder than the Thanos Gamora scene. And that's because you know you're getting with Thanos. This was, as Eric said, you know, who's it actually going to be? Katie said, you know, it's really hard to watch. You get emotional. And it was just hard because that's, you know, this is an original Avenger movie in the context of this universe, or original Avenger in the cinematic universe. Gone. You know, who pays a price for everybody to still have a chance and you know especially nat's history she's not a team player you know she's you know at least historically that's how she could be viewed and she's really done a 180 and paid the ultimate price for her team and her family
0: yeah i think those are all excellent thoughts and it's sad to see her go uh i i, I do know that they have a black widow movie coming out that was announced not too long ago so I'm interested to see, I assume this is taking place in her past, um, but we'll see what happens. So that's not the last that we see of her. Um, okay, guys, this is uh, going on a bit longer than I thought. Hopefully you guys are still, um, still ready to go because now we are in the final and third act where this is where our minds just start exploding. Uh, I think that's safe to say. But, um, so yeah, the, so all the stones are now, uh, back. Uh, they found that they have all of them. Uh, the team finds out that Natalie had passed away. There was some touching moments talking about it. Um, but then they, they just, they have to get the gauntlet back or they have to put the gauntlet together so they can bring everyone back. Uh, Tony Stark clearly states that he doesn't want the past five years to change. He only wants to bring people back to the present. Um, so Hulk after creating this the the infinity gauntlet with the stones they create uh, the the gauntlet and the hulk puts it on and he snaps his fingers and we're not really sure if it worked or not but then ant-man he sees that there are there's a scene with birds making it seem like it worked there was a, a lot uh, of more animals just running around and and then at that exact moment we see nebula so we know that at this point nebula from 2014 the bad nebula who's still siding with Thanos she uses the time machine to bring back Thanos' ship at the same exact time, so somehow they were they were able to figure out how to miniaturize his ship, and then and then bring it through the portal. I guess the other Nebula helped the present day Nebula. Um. So so pretty much after the snap, that is when Thanos just blasts the Avengers uh, HQ to pieces. Uh, then we get a, a series of events of Hawkeye. He has the Infinity Gauntlet. He's being chased by like his his alien dog soldiers. That you could you could say. Uh, I kind of teared up when I saw Rocket just like breathing or just needing help. Uh, so then. Uh, Ant-Man goes to rescue uh, uh, Rhodey and Rocket. Uh, Then we see another sequence that Nebula has along with herself and Gamora. And then present-day Nebula kills her past self uh, because there's just no redemption there. Um, And then... uh, Yeah, then at one point we saw Gamora go to help the the present-day Nebula escape and stuff like that. Um, And then we come to the point where we see... Iron Man, Thor, and Cap just confront Thanos. So, before we get to that, to that scene, was what were your thoughts on the entire just Thanos' ship coming through and destroying everything? So, uh, Matt, I want to start it with you.
3: Um, it's it's good that you know it kept into what they were trying to do with the the time travel and quantum realm and. Having Nebula, who's trying to, you know, prove right by her father, you know, the past 2014 Nebula, bring in, bring in there because, you know, she makes a point to look like present-day Nebula because they figure out, you know, she's turned sides and, you know, it, she can play the trick on them, so to speak, and get him there because I, I didn't know how they get Thanos there at some point. You know, how are you going to bring him there, and it it worked, you know, at least it worked for me, and using the Nebula, uh, you know, present fighting her past, you know, it... it I, I liked it. I thought it worked well, and it's a good follow-up to get to get us where we've been wanting to get to for a long time. So I I, I think that kind of captures it in a short short way.
0: Nice, uh, Eric. What were your thoughts?
2: Um. So for this whole for the, for that like whole sequence of scenes, um, you know, I mean it, you know, it exactly kind of worked how I think it should have worked. Um, you know, I'll say for for a, a you know Thanos as advanced as he is you know I'm sure pim particles you know it, it it's it's just you know it, it didn't bother me that much that he he was able to quickly kind of get his whole ship through and kind of come in and you know in true style just kind of blow the whole you know area to pieces and everything and and the good thing I think about this whole scene is that it gave us that glimmer of hope at, you know, no pun intended, like the snap of a finger. And then it all kind of went back, you know, with Thanos kind of coming in and just blowing everything up. So, you know, it it, it, it was almost like this whole, you know, they, they kind of got what they wanted, but, you know, he's going to take it
0: away again. Yeah. Katie, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the one scene that really struck out to me is everything that's happening with present nebula past nebula and gamora we have to remember gamora is still bad gamora she hasn't changed sides yet so future nebula i think at one point they just talk to each other and each other and say you know what we're we're not always gonna be enemies you know you have a change of heart um and then when present nebula kills past nebula gamora kind of and helps with all of that i think it's just a really cool changing point to see okay because i was worried that when gamora came back my first thought was okay but She's not nice, Gamora yet. She's still really mean, Gamora. <laughs> so, um, it, was, it was really sweet to see that moment in the midst of all of this crazy epicness. It was it was good to see that moment between the two sisters.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely agreed. Uh, yeah, we didn't, we haven't talked about the return of Gomorrah too much, but uh, it was definitely a, a a warm welcome for her to come back. Uh, she's yeah, she's definitely on the path of becoming good. She's not there just yet, um, but it was yeah, it was great seeing her. And those scenes between the her and the Nebulas were were fantastic. So love those a lot. See
3: one one quick thing I did want to touch on is just sure Hulk. Whole- Hulk you, being the one who has to do the snap uh, obviously made the most sense. He's the only one outside of Thor, I would assume, that could handle the after effects of making the snap. And I just, you know, you're you're kind of wondering who's going to do it, what's the what's going to happen there, and you know, even though it's like an, you know, it's, you know, they, Tony Stark built it. It looks like an Iron Man glove. That's a gauntlet specifically. So it's, I just I liked what they did there. I I think it it. They deserve credit for doing it that way, to have it be quote-unquote believable and allow the rest of the movie to play out.
0: Yeah, no, totally agreed. Um, So, yeah, so now we're going to kind of move along, and this is where the hype starts to begin, and this is kind of where I I start losing it. Uh, Eric, I know you started losing it because we were sitting next to each other. Uh, The whole theater was losing it, but... so. Iron Man, Thor, and Cap, they kind of, they start to confront Thanos because he's just kind of sitting and chilling there. And we see Thor, he suits up and he goes into absolute beast, beast mode. He His beard just gets bearded or uh, braided. Uh, and I think it's awesome that they left him as Fat Thor. Like they didn't like use like a special, he doesn't have like a special power to make him like thin automatically. Like I love that he was just fat throughout this entire sequence, which I think made it better. Uh, but he's just like, all right, it's time. Um, and then I think we got the very first piece of uh, fan, or well, not the very first piece of fan service, but a big piece of fan service from Avengers: Age of Ultron. Where we see that Cap is worthy and grabs Mjolnir, or hopefully I'm saying that right, the hammer. He grabs Thor's hammer and fights Thanos. So Matt, absolutely
3: as, incredible, by the way.
0: Yeah, Matt, as as a huge Captain America fan, what were your, what was going through your mind when this is, when that happened?
3: I felt my favorite football team scored the game-winning touchdown to championship game. One, because it's something they hint at in Age of Ultron, and if there's anybody outside of Thor who would be even remotely worthy to pick up the hammer, it's 100% Cap. And especially Thor's reaction, you know, he's like, I knew it. And he just goes nuts with the shield, the hammer, like he has the lightning. Like, it's it's everything you want. It's out of a comic book. It's it's perfect. And you just see Cap go toe-to-toe with Thanos and, like, be has, like, a one-on-one opponent and it kind of brings a little bit of closure with civil war with what the secret cap was holding and what he knew that he kept from Tony Stark. And, you know, if you read into this a little bit and think about it, you know, this finally allowed him to lift the hammer because he had closure with that. And that what made him become worthy. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it, it brought so much joy to him, joy to, joy to me. I was so excited about it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so Katie, what were, what were your thoughts when this was going Uh, going on
1: oh i was in full panic attack mode i (laughs) was my hands were covering my face my shirt was up against my mouth i was like oh my god what's happening um but and then cap grabs a hammer and it's just it's cool i I knew that that was a big thing you know like and they just kind of go at him with the hammer and the shield and everything and it's just the fight begins and this is where it's at and we're all on the edge of our seats everyone's gasping and cheering in the theater um it's it's crazy it's absolutely
0: crazy yeah uh eric thoughts
2: oh i mean you know you were sitting next to me so (laughs) when 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 it was happening and i saw the hammer swirling i first thought was all right thor's gonna bring the hammer to hit thanos from behind and shove the axe or something in his chest again but then it flies past and and when cap just catches it Oh, I, I definitely just yelled and screamed like <laughs> everybody else. yeah. Um, and then the how like the fight choreography between the shield and the hammer was just just so beautifully done. And it was in true Captain America, acrobatic, you know, just just style and and then using the lightning and hitting Thanos with the lightning I mean you know it was equivalent to the Iron Man fight scene in Infinity War for Captain America and it's what needed to happen and to add the hammer to it was was just icing on the cake
0: no definitely uh, a fantastic sequence all around and yeah just seeing him just throw the lightning down onto Thanos was amazing but then ooh, Thanos gets up and he's uh he's pissed He is not happy at all and he just goes at it and he starts just tearing the the his shield together like to pieces just tearing it to pieces chopping it up uh and he's mad and then thanos kind of just he he's he throws cap away and he stands up and just kind of tells him like i'm gonna decimate your earth like he brings out his entire army um and I think this is when I I literally started crying because we see uh, we hear his comms kind of open. Actually, someone remind me: did the comms go first, or did the portal for Black Panther open up first? Was it the, I thought it was the comms. the comms. I think it was the comms, right? Because yeah. Cap, Cap is standing there. His comms start going off, and you hear Sam. You hear Sam. And then, oh yeah, that's when Sam says, On on your left. left, On your left. And then that's when the portal for Black Panther opens. You see Sam come through. And then, I'm getting chills thinking about it now. You just see more, just epic music playing. You see all these other portals opening. You see your favorite returning characters. You see a portal open up with Doctor Strange, uh, Drax, Peter Quill. And then, I think Spider-Man got the biggest cheers out of everyone. Uh, you see all these just huge characters come out, and then there's just like a open, a big open battlefield with just tons of portals opening because of the, the sorcerers. Uh, with the, We see everyone, every single superhero you could think of from the past uh 10, 10, 11, or 11 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You got, you got Ant-Man bursting through the ceiling of rescuing with Iron Patriot. He's, I don't know how, but he got a new suit from somewhere. I guess it was just lying in the rubble somewhere, but he has Rocket Raccoon. You see Bucky come out. You see uh, Hope Van Dyne come out uh, as, uh, as the Wasp. You see Pepper Potts as, I don't know if she has a name, but she's in her, an Iron Man Rescue. suit. What is her name? rescue rescue you see her as rescue and you just see all these characters and it's just this huge moment and and i am to me i am in literally i'm just i'm in tears i have all these tears of happiness just not teary-eyed like i am crying i'm just i couldn't believe what i was seeing It, it was i was absolutely just in in awe and it's just the culmination of 11 years coming together like that was just absolutely one of the best cinematic experiences I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Uh, so I need to calm down because I'm just way too excited right now. But um, I'm going to let you guys fight it out by uh, who's going to go first to talk about this.
3: I'm going to jump in first and say that when everybody came on, on screen, it was true Avengers Assemble. You know, it, it's it's the hope you have for a kid where the good guys can come together and and win, and it's all your favorite characters, all ready to go, and you feel like it's it's all here, it's culminating, like and this this is it, this is the kitchen sink, this is everything, and you feel it. And we've waited, ah, oh god, how many movies? Was it 22, 23 of these movies? You know, this is the third, this is the fourth Avengers movie, and we finally get Cap to lead the charge. Say. Avengers Assemble, and I, I, I broke, I broke. It, it was tears of joy. It was tears of happiness. It was, it's, it's the ultimate charge. And you see Cap, Thor, and Iron Man, the big three, just leading the charge at the tip of the spear, and they're just going for it. And it's just, it's what we've waited for. Like this is the moment. You just sit back and you just kind of, you try to soak in it. Even though there's so much going on.
0: Eric or Katie? Uh, yeah. So.
2: The, you know, th- this moment is, pr- is definitely probably one of my favorite shots in the movie and I think I said this to you, Matt, like the shot of Captain America by himself, you know, before this all even happens. And oh, yeah. Get that big wide shot, you see Thanos' army and then you get Sam on the comms and then you get all the openings and everybody coming in and it's like you know, I'll go back to the first Avengers. It's like when we got that that whirl around shot of the six and Hulk screams and they're all ready. And, and it's like, cap, break it down. It's like, this is that times a billion.
0: Yeah. You, you thought, know? you thought that was epic,
2: right? Like Hold you thought beer. that was epic. Yeah. Like you thought six Avengers, like we could put six on the screen and, and we're going to break the, the box office. Like we're going to put the whole universe on the screen and to have cap, just go yell, Avengers assemble. And they run Like an old like you know roman army battle movie and it's just like it's it's just like amazing it's you know words can't describe you know your jaws on the floor you can't breathe you don't know what you're looking at you know it's just it's it's greatness
0: (laughs) (laughs) katie what do you think
1: yeah i mean you guys have it words can't describe this i mean this is the moment we've been waiting for and you know we hoped this would happen you know we knew all of the all of them would come back to one scene we hoped that they would and yet every single person is just floored by the magnitude of it you know you see how how the scale of how many people are in this universe and they all just come down together and cap says avengers assemble and they just go you know i think my favorite favorite part in all of of this has got to be the spider-man iron man reunion though i as soon as spider-man comes out he runs to iron man and just you know he's talking to mile a minute like oh my gosh this is what happened and he disappeared and then the space guy or the doctor Strange guy comes up and he just he he's just going so nuts and iron man just sits there like yep okay you're back let's do this we're ready um it was god ugh, crying <laughs> so much oh man
0: yeah uh yeah just an all-around just i gotta give it to anthony and joe russo the directors and uh, the writers um christopher mcfeely and steven marcus does anyone uh, i think i believe those other names i probably got yeah you
3: would have this better than we would
0: i know i should have wrote it down somewhere but um just how how well written and just how they the Russo brothers captured this moment yeah it was just fantastic and then uh, and then, of course, the the battle begins, uh, and the there's just there's a lot going on. In the battle it, it cuts between different characters. Uh, we see this like really cool kind of hot potato sequence with the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, first, it starts with Hawkeye, and then it, I think Spider Man grabs it, and Spider Man's flying around, and uh, Rescue helps out, and then uh, Spider Man hops on top of Valkyrie, and then. Spider-Man kind of, he, he, he kind of gets beat up a bit, so then it goes on to uh, or Black Panther. Black Panther takes it, um, and so yeah, just like a fun hot potato sequence, and then we see like a really great reunion between Peter Quill and Gamora, and then you think it's going to be good, and it's like, no, it's not. She, uh, there was a really funny line where she hit him in the uh, in the lower region, and uh, he was like, oh, you missed the first time, but you got it the second. thought that was hilarious um but yeah you just see a lot of great uh, reunion of, of characters so um uh as the battle in, in total uh, or the, the the battle in general like what what were your favorite moments from the battle um so i want to hear from each of you what you guys thought so um so uh eric we'll start with you eric you're on mute.
2: Sorry sorry yeah, sorry I was on <laughs> mute um, <laughs> So I would say uh, I, I just want to go back to what Katie said before though the Iron Man Spider-man re- reunion and the hug was 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 just so well done And then setting up <clears throat> you know seeing all the characters kind of just how they're able to pan across the screen and across the battlefield and and you're able to kind of they use that hot potato, you know, sequence in order to kind of work you around the battlefield. So just from, you know, saying what you said, Matt, the Russos and cinematography wise and how they're able to kind of use this prop to to kind of navigate through this whole battle. Um, One of my favorite scenes I would have to say is, um, is uh, Iron Man and Pepper Potts. And they have that moment where they kind of find each other in the sky and they do that twirl around, pan around shot and then they both kind of go their own ways. And it's like, to have Pepper fighting, you know, in this battle with Tony, it's like, it, it, you know, it, it, you know, she's she's another character that's had an arc e- equally as Tony's has and her character has grown, um, you know, to kind of understand him a lot better and to see them fighting together was a great moment for me.
0: Yeah, no, totally great. I absolutely loved uh, love them together fighting. Uh, Katie, what were some of your uh, favorite moments from this battle in, in, in general?
1: Yeah, touching on that, the hot potato, I think it's it was the best way to show how, yeah, how many people were involved, yeah, the scale of it, but also just how they all fought together as one, even though they all have such different fighting skills and different methods of fighting and how they have their different, I don't know, everything, their different ways. and each one just flowed together to, so well. I mean, you have Spider-Man using his webs to capture the gauntlet when it goes, um, when he drops it or anything, and then everyone has such a different way of fighting, and it was so cool to see them all interact and work as one big team for the same goal. I think that was just so touching, so moving to just, just oh gosh, to <laughs> see the scale of it
0: all. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what about you? Uh, two things I want
3: to would want to touch on would be one uh tony stark and dr strange uh reconnecting uh given the arguments that they had in infinity war and uh dr strange making the decision he made and have them come together and kind of come to realization about where this needs to go you know he played the sad what was it like 14 million times something along those lines ahead and there's only one outcome and you know, they, they have a deeper understanding of what needs to be done. I thought, I thought it was very powerful, especially with the direction the movie goes and, you know, Dr. Shrein being the Sorcerer Supreme and knowing what has to happen. The other thing was, you know, Captain Marvel. You know, she, she's not in this movie as much as you would think, which I was surprised about, you know, seeing her movie and how how flat out fantastically powerful she is. You know, she's she's got Superman level capabilities from my perspective, and, you know, she's doing a lot of good on other planets, but not much on Earth. And she kind of comes in, and I, and I call it, uh, she has a big assist. You know, she comes in, she, you know, takes out the ship. She can go one-on-one with Thanos. And it was interesting, because, you know, Thanos is able to fight her off a little bit, which I thought, you know, was interesting. You know, what what level is she going to be at? Because she's, she's almost, from my perspective, more powerful than Thor, you know, or Hulk, and you know, from a, just a pure Marvel perspective. But she comes in, she becomes... One of everybody else has a huge moment that can allow them to progress, and you know, for victory. And you know, I, I I think those are two really big parts of the battle that you know could maybe may or may not go unnoticed.
0: No, I agree. I think they used Captain Marvel for like the perfect amount in this film, and I think they uh, they they captured her well at the end. I mean, her just demolishing. Thanos' ship was was crazy I thought that was a really really great scene um but yeah no the the overall battle was great I think one of my favorite parts is when you just see big ant-man just like punch that uh that like alien I don't know what you want to call it an alien spaceship I don't even know what it is but um it's like a transport for the soldiers I remember that from infinity war or yes, from one, of the, one of the, ones
3: the first avengers movie
0: Yeah, exactly. So I just I absolutely love that. That just got me hyped up. But um, but yeah, the battle overall just fantastic. Um, but we're god, we're close to two hours, so I want to wrap this wrap these up with the two of the most important things that happen uh, in this movie. And uh, first, we're gonna kind of talk about the um the the unfortunate death of of Iron Man. Um, so the the Infinity Stones, we see that Thanos almost snaps his fingers. He puts the glove on, and he almost gets it, but they were all dis- able to stop him. Uh, then Iron Man just kind of looks over at Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange just like points his finger or he puts up one finger like this is the one chance you get. Uh, Iron Man grabs the, uh, I assume he used the nanotechnology between his suit and the gauntlet and transferred the stones to his gauntlet. That's how he got them. At least that's what I'm assuming. Um, so then we see he gets it and then he snaps his fingers. And uh, Eric, what is uh, w- what are the two lines that are spoken between Thanos and Iron Man?
2: Well, Th- Thanos uh, says what he said in the other timeline where he dies he goes I am inevitable and Iron Man um, responds with and I am Iron Man and then he snaps his fingers yeah
0: yeah I think <laughs> Chills. It, yeah it was, Chills. That, was a, that was rough and then and then we see the, the consequence of what that did to him and he he's just kind of He's just there, and he's he has like a really touching moment with first Peter Parker. Parker comes up and just super just upset, and then uh, Pepper comes in, and they have uh, the last kind of well. She talks to him as he slowly passes away, and uh, just a really touching moment. And then it it, it cuts to uh, to after that, it goes to where they they hold a funeral, and there is. Uh, there is a narration by Tony Stark, and he's talking about how there's life will still go on, and uh, there's it's the hologram of him of him speaking, um, and then he he says his goodbyes, and then they have this fantastic just long take of a shot of them having his heart in his old art for a heart from the original Iron Man inside of a wreath, and they float it down a river, and then it. There's a camera movement that just goes through all of the characters from the different movies, just in different groups. And it's just a fantastic and wonderful shot. Um, But it's so touching. And if that this whole entire scene doesn't move you to tears, then the scene with Happy and his daughter talking about cheeseburgers, that is that's what finally just got me that that scene right there. Um, But. Eric, since Iron Man is so near and dear to you, what did what? How did you uh, feel about this entire sequence of events?
2: Um, I thought it was the perfect way for it to to kind of end and be done. I mean, you know, I think the whole him recording a monologue is just something that he's always done, and um, for, for him to kind of have that in place and then. The whole using the original arc, the, you know, the thing that Pepper gave him, you know, proof that Tony Stark has a heart and to kind of have that sent off on a reef uh, down a river, you know, it's it's beautiful in the way because it's like a warrior's funeral in and of itself, too, because that's what was done in the original Thor um, uh, movie, uh, the first Thor movie, too. Um, So. Just really well done. Having all the Avengers there and, and other people there, um, you know, was great. And then that, yeah, that final moment with Morgan and Happy, um, you know, it's just it's so touching. And it's and it's kind of this like it's this great thing that hunkers back to when he is talking to Howard. And he says, I hope I don't have a son because he's going to be just like me. And Tony has a daughter that's just like him. So it's just it's. it's a really great kind of point at the end there. Hmm.
0: Katie, uh, what were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think it was incredibly well done. I mean, it was very touching and the theater was silent, you know, just giving their respects because how do you kill off a hero like Iron Man? You know, I feel like it was one of the biggest speculations. You you, kind of knew that this was going to happen, right? And so my biggest fear was that they just weren't going to give it the respect and the dedication and the time that it needed. Um, And they, I think, I think they blew it out of the water. I mean, it was very touching just to see everyone somber standing there. I mean, oh, it was very touching. And then the scene with the cheeseburgers and Happy and Morgan, I mean, it was, it was, it was exactly what, it was right. It was very perfect. I can't imagine it going any other way.
0: Matt?
3: Uh... Everything Eric Cave said has been perfect. I just, all I want to say is I cried a lot when, when Tony died and they went through all this, I, I cry like I lost a loved one. I think I could speak for all of us. When he passed, we, we lost a loved one and it's, it's touching. His character has truly come to the apex of what he could be. You know, even saying I am Iron Man it's how the first movie ended. You know, the truth is I am Iron Man and he brings everything together and I love the cheeseburger thing because it's a joyful moment and we all know what Tony wanted when he got back to the States in the first Iron Man movie. And it's it's a nice way to laugh and have like a good, touchy, happy memory when you're going through a lot of pain and suffering when you see somebody like that, you know, leave us. That's that's how I that's that's how I processed it.
0: Yeah, it was uh it's just definitely powerful, and I think you guys had some some great thoughts. And it's going to be sad seeing uh, Robert Downey Jr. not reprising his role anymore. But I mean, I think he he started this this entire saga, and it's uh, he 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 went out with um, with a lot of respect from everyone. And I think every single person appreciates what Robert Downey Jr. brought to this character. Um, uh, but yeah, that is. But that's not all. We have one more thing to kind of talk about um actually quickly before we we end with what happened with captain america we we kind of see the characters going back to their normal lives we see hawkeye reunites with his family we see thor giving his the kingdom of asgard away to valkyrie she is going to become the new queen uh, of asgard and he is now going on adventures with the the guardians of the galaxy uh, so maybe you can call them the as guardians of the galaxy who knows but there was a funny interaction between him and quill and just i love seeing that and it just makes me so excited for guardians of the galaxy 3 now um so that was really neat but uh but yeah so then to getting to to captain america so they have to return all of the infinity stones exactly back to the time where they they took him from, um, so so they're just they they send Captain America out, and they're waiting for him to come back in, and then all of a sudden he just he doesn't show up, and then they're wondering what went wrong, and then we see uh, off in the distance, uh, uh, Bucky notices someone sitting down, and we find out that it was an older uh, an older version of Captain America sitting on a bench, um, and. We just, to me, I, I was just completely blown away because that's not what I was expecting to happen at all with Captain America. Um, Why well, I didn't know what to expect because we knew this was going to be Chris Evans' last performance as Cap, but I think this was a, a great send-off. Um, and to kind of speak more to it, Matt, since you're the biggest uh, Captain America fan here, I want to I have you kind of uh, take us through what you thought of how uh, the ending for Captain America came about.
3: Uh I mean I'll be honest, I went into this movie thinking Cap would be the one to pay the ultimate price to save everyone. Uh it, it meets it's it's his character and I think what they did was better. I want to make sure that's clear. And to have them go through this and have him return the Infinity Stones and then have his life. You know, one thing we didn't talk about before is, you know, when they went back in the seventies he sees Peggy and there's always little nods to him, his affection to Peggy and it's beautiful. I mean, this is this is a, you know, guy who became Captain America to help others, you know, do whatever need to be done. Ultimate team player. Always puts everybody else first, you know, and Tony Stark would get on him about, you know, you need to, you know, you need to move on and have a life and he was able to. He, you know, he fulfilled his duties as Cap and, you know, put everything back in its right place and then he finally allowed himself to have his happy life, which which is beautiful. It's, it's a it's a wonderful send-off for him, and Chris Evans was born to play Captain America. He looks the part. He is the part. He is Captain America. You know, he's America's ass, as we talked about earlier <laughs> before. You know, he, he's everything. Nobody, I, I don't, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, I, I would argue nobody can touch these. Can I don't foresee anybody being able to be these characters the way these two are, and the handing off of the shield, I was, you know, I've... I speculated for a while how they would do this, you know, in the comics, uh, Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier, is Cap for a little bit, and Falcon had become Cap a little bit, so both players are on the table, and it was perfect the way they did it, you know, Bucky and Cap are best friends, there's a history there, but Falcon is Cap's, you know, guy, you know, the way they've always interacted with, they've played off of each other, and there's not a better person they could have given it to. It was a beautiful, touching moment, especially the way Sam is so reluctant to take it. It's Cap- It's Captain America. Okay, you know, it's it's a big deal, and you know, Steve has that faith in him, and he's a worthy person. And you know, the best when they're handing off and shaking, you see the ring on Steve's finger. They really, you know, sealed that, and it's 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 a perfect send off. It's the it's the right way for his character to come full circle, and and to for Steve Rogers to you know ride off into the sunset.
0: No, I I, I I wholeheartedly agree with all of those um, thoughts. It's uh it's so sad to see him go this way. And just seeing him just kinda of dancing with Peggy at the end is they finally got that dance. It's uh Oh hundred
3: percent. It was yeah. it was a tearjerker. You know, if you watch the Agent Carter series, you loved her character. I know my girlfriend loved Peggy, it's one of her favorite characters in the Marvel universe, and to get that was really touching for both of us. it, it was it was great and Yes, exactly. Exactly what you said.
0: Yeah, uh, Katie, your thoughts.
1: I mean, yeah. How do I follow all of what you guys just said? <laughs> um, I, I can't say it better. You're right. It was it was the perfect send off. You know, I he got the life that he always wanted and he always needed to get. Um, and you can't you can't play Captain America the way Chris Evans does. You know, and and I think he he just does it so well because he's not sad about this. You know, he, this is a happy thing for him. He's lived his life. He's, he's ready to move on and he's, or he has moved on. He, he's ready to give up the shield and, and yeah, yeah. everything you guys just said, it, it couldn't be more perfect
0: in my mind. Uh, Eric, your, uh, your closing thoughts on this.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll kind of just say, you know, everybody said it perfectly, you know, I mean, there's no other way, um, that they could have, ended cap out and kind of put that nice bookend on it and um to kind of see him pass along the shield uh to sam was was a great beautiful moment you know i think a lot of people were confused maybe uh that it wasn't winter soldier um
0: yeah that's because that's who i thought it was going to because i i know that both of them like matt said i knew both of them was gonna do it but i i could have sworn it was gonna be bucky that got it
2: yeah, but, you know, the, the the thing about these movies, too, is that, you know, there's a big gap between Civil War and Infinity War. And, you know, even before Civil War, Sam was Cap's kind of right-hand man, you know. And, you know, there's a lot of hit- current history there that, you know, Cap has a high level of respect for Sam. Um so, you know, that's why he kind of gives it to him instead of Bucky. Because, you know, Bucky, you know, like he says, he goes a somewhat 100-year-old, you know, kind of guy with one arm. You know, I mean,
3: he's not a good look, you know, so... Ex-Soviet assassin, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Has to be Murder. held accountable for all those actions, yeah, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. true. laughs> but, you know, it's
2: fine. That's true. You know, but, you know, it was just, you know, like everybody said, the perfect kind of seal out for, for Cap. And, and, you you know, you just you're, you're so happy for him you know,
0: so yeah. All right. Well, I think, uh, that's, we're just over two hours now. And I think that's kind of all we had to say about infinity war. I mean, all in all, we all really, 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 I think enjoyed this. Uh, it's, it's hard to kind of nitpick anything that was bad with this movie. There wasn't really anything. I mean, yes, people can kind of go into like the, maybe the time travel paradoxes, like, uh, okay captain america had to return all those infinity stones what happens when he talks to red skull because they were enemies like oh this is awkward i have to return the soul stone to you like how does that work but i mean that there's that could be like in a movie in itself with cap returning the stones and then reuniting with peggy i would love to see that honestly but um but yeah that kind of brings an end to our discussion of infinity war uh, now, right before we go, just a few end more minutes. Game. Yeah, this is the the end game. What did I say? Infinity War. No, it, yeah,
2: you said Infinity. War. My bad. The
0: <laughs> this brings our discussion uh, to an end for Avengers Endgame. Um, so I kind of want to get what you guys think. Like, like, what's next? Where does the MCU go after this? I mean. Disney now owns both the X-Men and Marvel, so, I mean, it's possible that we are going to be seeing X-Men characters with, I mean, I I think it's almost, I think there's no doubt there's going to be X-Men characters within the Marvel Cinematic Universe within the next, I would say, maybe like four to five years. I mean, I'm sure Marvel's going to announce their new slate of movies probably later this year, maybe at D23 it's possible. Um... But I'm curious, where where do you guys think this is going next? Uh, so, so Matt, I'm kind of curious. Like, since you're since you're really big in the comics, you might have the best knowledge of this. Um, so I know there's a story called Secret Wars. I think it's based with a war a, a, on the scrolls that were introduced in Captain Marvel. Yep. Correct? Yep. So, yes. so do you think that might be a, a possibility of bringing that big um, that big I guess uh event to the, the cinematic universe like what like what are your thoughts what do you think um
3: I think it's possible I mean Captain Marvel opens up to it um I wonder I feel that they're probably gonna want to go somewhere with an x-men fantastic four direction though personally so I think something like a secret wars is something you may want to try and build up to again uh I mean and there's there's big move there's big Uh, villains that they could do. I know there's an X-Men Dark Phoenix movie coming out right now, but do they try to do that in a different way later that can kind of hybrid like an X-Men Avengers group? You know, Spider-Man's one that can kind of go back and forth. Yeah, Fantastic Four where there's Silver Surfer and Galactus. So it's I mean, it boils down to like Thanos is the big bad. So what's a villain of sheer magnitude that can bring in, you know, the Avengers in this way where You know, there's there's a lot of them now. It's not six, you know. And, you know, is there a way you kind of unite a lot of the villains that come together? Like if you can bring a Red Skull back in some capacity and team them up, you know one. I mean, one villain I want to see that I think, you know, there's maybe two I can think of that, you know, they're tied to Fantastic Four and X-Men. You know, Dr. Doom, he's a he's a big bad and Magneto. Those are guys that you can introduce into those. Specific hero genres that can grow into being a big, a big, worthy adversary for these amount of heroes for what they can bring to the table. I guess that's my, you know, I, I, I Secret Wars is there, but I feel some of the way that the Captain Marvel movie went makes me hesitate just a little bit, but, um, cause there's the Scrolls and the, and the Kree, you know, I, when I saw Captain Marvel, I was like, these are both bad guys how's one going to be sympathetic versus the other. So, uh, that's, that's kind of my thought. I'm very curious. Cause like, it's, it's extremely wide open. It's extremely wide open and it's hard to forecast where they would go.
0: Gotcha. Cool. Uh, I mean, Katie, I know, I know that you still have to catch up on this Marvel cinematic universe, but I mean, I mean, what do you, what would you like to see? Is there anything that you want to see in the future?
1: Um, I mean, like you said, it's it's wide open. There's a lot you can do with it, especially now with everything Disney just bought with the Fox uh, buyover and all of that. Like, there, There's so many different things you can do. I, I can't, I'm not going to lie and pretend I know any of the big, big villains, the big bads, like you were saying. Um, but I think th- there's definitely stories there. You have all of them together. They all know each other exists now, you know? Um, and I don't know. I don't know what's going to come next. I am excited. I'm interested to see how they're going to integrate even more characters. Um, X-Men, Fantastic Four, for sure. You know, you're going to see some revivals of those kind of movies. Um, yeah, we'll see.
0: Cool. So, uh, Eric, why don't you uh, kind of close us out, and what do you think is next for the MCU? Um,
2: <clears throat> well, I would agree with what everybody is saying. I think we should do a Fantastic Four kind of X-Men uh creation uh, you know kind of like bring them into the fold but I think what what they have now is they have a sheer like like we're talking about Disney they just made a huge purchase they need to get their money back and they know the formula right so I think what we're gonna see is and and, and no one's really getting superhero fatigue so I think what we're gonna see is I hope is a, is a bunch of content so now we got the Guardians like they're kind of doing their thing in space you have Captain Marvel. I think we're gonna see it, like another movie there. But why wouldn't we want to dive in on like single character movies, like for each X Men that we think is like, uh, you know, a key person. Like, let's do a, another Wolverine movie, like a real Wolverine movie. We'll do a Cyclops movie, an Xavier Magneto movie. Like, expand that out. Do a couple movies and then have an event be like an X Men first class movie for them. And then do the same thing for, you know, the Fantastic Four. Like, don't let them, you know, be the Fantastic Four in the first movie. You know? Like, let's build up these, like, universes, you know, in in, in such a big way. So that the event that, you know, Matt's talking about with a big bad, you, you know, you got a guy that, like, Galactus that can eat a planet. You know, that's, that's going to need a lot of people, you yeah. know, too. So... And if you look at it, they did three phases. So why can't Phase 1, you know, they build Fantastic Four. Phase 2, they build X-Men. And then Phase 3 is bringing them together again to fight Galactus. Like, you know, that's what I'm hoping for, you know. And, you know, I think it's really exciting.
0: (laughs) No, I think, uh, yeah, you guys are all right. This is very exciting times because we don't really know what the future is. There was, I mean, there was no post-credit sequence. So I think... The Russo brothers just wanted to end this saga and not have to worry about what comes next. Um, and the Russo brothers have talked that they don't have any plans of doing another Marvel movie anytime soon, which is kind of great because I'm really excited to see what they what they do next. Um, but but yeah, so that's kind of that's gonna bring an end to our discussion on uh, like I already said, Avengers Endgame, and uh, that's it. So guys, thank you for tuning or thank you for joining me for this like two hour and 15 minute discussion I know I said this would be like an hour and a half so sorry Uh, sorry for keeping you guys so long but hopefully you enjoyed it Um, you didn't really
3: think it'd be that short did you
0: (laughs) I I, I was I'm always optimistic but I I think you guys you guys had really great thoughts and I'm so glad that I brought every single one of you or like each one of you on the show and and brought your own perspective so uh but yeah so that's much appreciated but um so so matt or eric i don't know if you want to plug anything but katie first where can we find you
1: well you guys can always come find me over on instagram at magically Moodsy. you can also contact me at my XS press email address it is just katie at com.
0: cool uh so matt and eric i don't know if you want to plug anything but if not no worries I'll take the silences. No. No, <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Yeah. No, Matt and Eric, thank you so much for again coming on the show today. It's, it was, uh, you guys are the biggest Marvel nerds that I know. Uh, most, especially you, Matt. Uh, I mean, I know you're, you're deeply into the comics and you care for these characters a lot. Eric, I'm not saying that you don't, but you're, you're 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 the guy that's all about the theories. You're you're the cons- conspiracy theorist. You want to know everything, which which I really appreciate. So I knew you you two would be great to have on the show today. Um, so, I,
3: yeah. I I appreciate you letting us come on and talk about this. We're both very passionate because I know Eric and I have spent hours talking about all this stuff, and it was fun to share our ideas with more than just our immediate group of people. So thank you.
2: No, yeah, of course, yeah, and, definitely. And I, and- yeah, and I want to echo that too, Matt. You know, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I love talking about this stuff. And, uh, you know, you're the guy that got me into movies. You <laughs> know? So for me to be able to come on and talk about movies, you know, it, it's it's a real treat. So thank you so much.
0: No, definitely. Of course. I'm I'm glad that we could have you on. So... Uh, but yeah, so then you guys can find me at XS Press Podcasts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or you can shoot me an email over at Matt at XSPressPodcast.com. Uh, and make sure you are checking out the website at XSPressPodcast.com, where we are giving you the latest news articles, and you can find our podcast episodes over there. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, make sure you're doing so on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. But all right, guys, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt, Katie, Eric, and Matt signing off. Until next time, travelers.
1: We hope
3: to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.